Welcome to episode 45 of The Endless Stream. I'm Aiden, and this week I'm joined by Kevin. We are two artists, illustrators, filmmakers, just all-round shit-talkers. And each week we take some of the endless stream of content brought to you through Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, Spotify. Wherever you get your content, we take a chunk of it, we watch it and we talk about it. This week we're going to talk about the Moon Knight trailer, we're going to talk about Yellowstone a bit, we're primarily going to talk about the Amazon Prime series, Hannah. That's the media end of things. Hannah's cool, you should check it out, we enjoyed it a lot. It's based on the 2011 movie, directed by Joe Wright, starring Saoirse Ronan and Eric Bana. But there are three seasons of the show on Amazon Prime now, which are ready to go for you to watch. That suggestion is courtesy of our guest this week, Marvel and DC artist Koi Pham. Koi joins us to talk a little bit about his work, his path from lawyer and venture capitalist into comic book art, and his relationship with creativity and his own art. How can you find a way to be happier with the work you create, and what is it that you're actually trying to get out of creating? We all draw, paint, or do whatever we do, but why do we do it, and what's the response we're trying to get from it? And it's a really interesting conversation, and I'm really glad we had it. And it was really good of Koi to join us. So... If you would like to learn more about Koi's work, you can head over to koifam.com, K-H-O-I-P-H-A-M.com. He's got a blog and art over there. He's also on Instagram, and he has also been running mentoring services for artists that want to develop. So you can look into all of that over on his website. If you like what you hear, please head over to iTunes and rate and review the podcast. That always helps us out. Maybe subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or whatever podcast app you're using. That can help us out also. And you can also head over to Instagram at The Endless Cast. We put up an illustration with every episode and we put up clips from other episodes there as well. That's a great place to comment on anything you heard on the podcast. You can talk to us over there. We'll take direct messages or comments. And if you want to suggest something for us to watch, you can do it there. If you want to send us a good old-fashioned email, you can do that at theendlesscast at gmail.com. That is also an option if you want to send a comment on something we were talking about or suggest something we want to watch. All of that being said, please enjoy this episode with myself, Kevin, and Koi Fam. Koi, welcome to the podcast. Happy to be here, Aiden and Kevin. Too bad Brian's not here, but uh, you know we'll uh, we can probably um, edit him in later. Yeah, we'll, we'll get a, yeah, we'll get a two-minute clip of him disagreeing with everything we say. <laughs> And have Kevin agree. I'm I'm really uh, stoked to be here. Um, yeah, I know Kevin, and uh, he mentioned he was on a podcast. So I've been li- I've been listening as religiously as I can without um, spoiling stuff. So so some of the more recent ones I yeah, haven't fair. listened to because ah, I have to get caught up. But uh, it's really enjoyable. So I'm I'm real real happy. Oh, that's to lovely be to here. hear. Thank you. Yeah yeah, no problem. I mean it. And uh, Koi enjoyed Hawkeye. I did. So I find myself agreeing with Kevin quite a bit. <laughs> Yeah, well, that, that that's always the balance of this. Um, Ke- uh, Brian is uh, very. Uh, you're both. Uh, you're both I'm. I, I swing back and forth. You see, I, I'm the guy on the fence mm. trying to balance like mm. extreme criticism and just openness yeah. and love. Uh, and I'm in the middle, going, I see everything that's wrong, but I still love it. Aiden, Aiden you know? is uh, the unpredictable yeah. one. I can always guess yeah. where Kevin. I like everything. Fall, and Brian. <laughs> Then I always guess Kevin's going to change yeah, based on what Brian yeah. says, but Aiden, Aiden's uh, unpredictable and that uh, keeps it keeps yeah. it fun. I actually disagree with everything Brian says. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You say that now yes, when he's yeah. not oh, here, yeah, you coward. Yeah, yeah, he terrifies uh, me. Yeah. yeah. So this episode it's, is also about talking yeah. about Brian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you were not part of part of part of the fun is him getting to get angry at us and give out to us next week. <laughs> nice. Well, we nice. all agree Brian hates everything. He's like um, Anton Ego and Ratatouille, you know, he'll he'll watch something and have a flashback to his youth and <laughs> the one time he was happy. <laughs> you hate it. Yes. Um. 
So Coy has been doing some uh, work with Kevin mm-hmm. a little bit, and uh, you're a comic book artist. You've been working for Marvel in DC for a few years, and you're running mentoring sessions as well. So what, do you want to tell us a bit about all of that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So um, my yeah, uh, so so I've been doing this uh, Marvel DC stuff for um, probably wow, I'm like. Over ten years, fifteen. I don't even keep track, but it's it's been a long time, and it's been it's one of those interesting things where um, it's uh, I, it was my 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 dream, right? It was it was it was like what I always wanted to be, work for Marvel and all this stuff, and um, and and I realized that once I got there, it wasn't I wasn't happy, right? It was like there was something off about all of this stuff, and it just didn't. Yeah, it's better than um, you know, better than being a lawyer and doing all the other stuff I used to do. But um, just wasn't, you know, it, it was it wasn't the right goals. So there was a struggle there, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a, it was um, getting in was relatively relatively pretty straightforward. But but just being happy and and feeling like I belonged, all right, mm-hmm. and that was a struggle. And unfortunately, uh, I'm married to a therapist, Heather. So she's been really working with me like all these years. And the story I tell a lot because it's kind of like one of those turning points. Uh, it's, I'm sitting here um, drawing. Uh, I'm, might, I'm on Mighty Avengers with Brian Bendis, right? Secret Invasion. And they're doing the whole freaking yeah. Disney Plus thing going on. And I'm miserable. Like, I, I, I feel like a complete imposter. All right, I'm constantly online. I'm constantly buying books about, you know, trying to get better. And, and, and really looking back... It was just, a, it was just, a, I thought it was a shelf of references, but it was really a shelf of torture, mm. right? I would just go there to, to, to like self-immolation, just kind of hurt myself over st- and over. I'm like, you're not good, you're shelf. not good. I have, I have, I have yeah, bookcases right? of, of shame and torture. And oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have, I have uh, apps and, and on my phone with <laughs> full of shame and torture. It's Comicsology, Marvel Unlimited, and uh, yeah, it's uh-huh. brutal. Well, that, that that shelf is gone. Oh, those books are all in storage, mm. right? Like I don't, right. I don't even look at other people's work anymore in that way. Fair, fair, yeah. Right, mm. and but but that's right, right there. Like it's there's so many things that go into um, being an artist, but like in, in like anything, anything we do, you guys know this. Where it's like, um, if even if you're working at a corporation, yeah, you have the benefit of your bosses, and you hate your bosses, but they kind of keep you on track, and they have, mm-hmm. you know, they, they, they kind of, the, the CEO has the visions, so you kind of like buy into that vision, so you have all that stuff, and when you're on your own doing this stuff, um, there's, there's, there's nothing like that, you have to come up with that on your own, right, you have to figure out, you know, like, um, you're in good hands with all state, right, like, you, you, mm-hmm. you have to come up with that jingle for yourself, yeah. right, so, so absent that, you're just, you're just an employee looking for a slogan, looking for a meaning, Right. So so I can spend like forever talking about this stuff. Um, so so uh, so I'm sitting there. I'm miserable. And she's like, bro, what's what's she doesn't say, bro. I, I, <laughs> she might say artistic license. there, yeah. right? <laughs> right. But, but I know in her mind she's thinking that. But she's like, what? Like, what? What is the problem? So I'm like, I'm just so unhappy. Like my, my art sucks. And I'm online looking at. It's like people are saying it's great. Yeah, whatever. They don't know what they're talking about. The ones who hate it. Those are the yeah. one. Those are the mm. ones I need to pay yeah. attention to, yeah. right? And she's like, "What? What is this?" So it's like I, I just I just stink at this. And she's looking at us like, "Looks fine to me," right? And then then um, I'm really condensing all this, but it's like, show me the stuff you like. So I go to my 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 my, my wall of torture, wall of torture. Right? <laughs> right? And I'm pulling down Travis Sheree. I'm pulling down. Uh, John Romita Jr., Mike Mignola, mm. right, Chris Bacello, on and on and on. Like, like, yeah. whatever mood I'm in, I can torture myself with it, mm-hmm. right? And she's like, okay, first thing I noticed is that none of this stuff looks the same, 
Like they all look different. Like so I can't even yeah. tell if there's a style you're going for. And I was like, what is it about this stuff that you like? It's like, well, I guess, you know, like Eddie Van Halen, they they have their own thing mm-hmm. and they're just confident in doing their thing. And that's like, and, 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 okay, as I'm talking out loud, it's like, I, I just feel, you know, more and more stupid. Like, duh, I should have figured this out. No, but, but to be fair, yeah. Corey, that's even what a lot of our mentoring sessions kind of and stuff have been about. Uh, absolutely you know starting at a point of thinking of what i want my stuff to look like but realizing it's just like no i want to just do what i want to do do it consistently yeah. coherently and like kind of just like like you know, no, not look at other people's things just just kind of basically evolve organically and whatever way that looks like on a page doing it with it with it kind of with purpose you know we always have with the purpose you know absolutely yeah like like that that's um like i think i've said this to you kevin as well like i still torture myself mm. But the, 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 I guess the one sort of step I've made in it is like, I might not like the, the image I end up with, but I know people do. Mm. And that make, like, I know there's some value to that, that like, this is appealing to people. I just still have this sort of journey in my head where I want to get better in other it's, ways. It's, That's my torture. It's funny though you say that because uh, the other day I was talking to a, a, a client about uh, What If. Yeah. Koi, have you watched What If? I'm, I'm almost caught up, but I'm not really that sensitive to spoilers. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm fine with it. It's, yeah. but also, they're kind of one shot. What, what If's just funny Yeah, games, it's just yeah. one shotty stuff that's not too, like, you know, uh, caught up in that kind of thing. But the episode where all the Avengers are dying, you know, yeah. and you don't know who's knocking them or who's like knocking them off, killing them and stuff. Uh, and I, yeah. and I, I don't know if you've seen it. Aiden did an illustration of of Hank Pym as the Yellow Jacket from that episode. And I was. Is it on Insta? What can I it's see? It's on Instagram. It, yeah, it, it's on Insta for the for the um, for the podcast. Hey, we'll plug the we'll plug, plug the podcast Insta yeah. at the Endless Cast. We put up illustrations and clips. The majority though, of them uh, are Aiden's. Some of the clips have fallen off. Yeah, I think I Due saw it. I time. think I saw it. Like, like I'll have to look back. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah definitely check it out. Don't worry. It didn't come here to show you my art. No, but uh, I, the, the point, <laughs> I'm looking it up. But the point is, though, is uh, I was talking to a customer about it. And I was thinking the episode, and the the image of the episode that stuck me was actually Aiden's illustration. You know, even though I watched yeah. it, I I really loved that illustration. But you never you never know how your art is going to resonate with people or stay with people. And now when I think of what if or Hank Pym and the Yellow Jack and stuff, I actually see mm-hmm. the illustration that Aiden did for it. You know, that's the one that kind of, that's the kind of, that's the, oh, that's yeah. the version of it in my head that I like the best, you know? Oh, you're, you're a big Yellow Jacket fan. I am, yeah. Of course I am. But like, well, yeah. But but, but still, like, kind of that, like, as, like, take that as a compliment then, you know? I'm a big Yellow Jacket fan I, that, I, that, I, that image kind of resonates, you know? Yeah, but that makes sense, right? So, so, so it kind of goes back to um, this, like, what's the point of all this stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. so, like, I, I, I don't know if you guys have been there, but for me, it's like my job is to be like Lenil Yu. My job is to be like Travis Charette, right? Mm-hmm. My my job right. is to Olivia Coipel and and be like them. And whatever they're thinking, I need to do that, right? So, right. so, so I'm miserable. And then, um, you know, I'm having this conversation with Heather, and she's like, "Well, if you like that they draw their way, why don't you draw your way?" And I was like, I don't know. I was like, have you done it? And I said, yeah. And then she said, do people like it? Like, they actually like it more. Mm. So, so, so the whole thing is just like, what is wrong with you, man? Right. So, yeah. so it really becomes like, like I'm, I'm uncovering that I'm making all these stupid agreements in my brain. Right. I'm working for Marvel. They're paying me money. Right. Yeah. I'm getting the big book. It can't be easy. Like, 
Yeah. Right. Like, like, like yeah. I'm an imposter. If it's easy, then some like something is just not fair with the universe mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that I get to do this and I get and it gets to be easy. The, I, I can't agree to that. Mm. Like, it's 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 being unfair to somebody yeah, out like, there. Like looking for right? punishment. Just, it has to be. It has to be tough. Like you know, find right. find, find what you love and let it kill you. You know that kind of way. Yeah, it can't exactly. Be enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Are you so, sure you're not so, secretly Irish? <laughs> I, I, there's a uh, right, captain right. of guilt in there somewhere. You can't be happy. You have to be miserable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because somebody else gets less. Because yeah. like no, no, no. So all of these, all of this, this, this stuff. It's just, it's just permeates our existence. We we make these stupid agreements, right? So so um, so ironically, it has the art has been easy since, but the hard part is figuring out what I want to say with it now, mm. right? right? So so um, it's been a journey for like over you know like I'm still on that journey. Right, but but on that journey, it's like, man, what 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 is the point of all of this stuff? Like, what am, what am I doing, right? And mm-hmm. then it's and it's awesome how Kevin said when he looked at when he saw your your um, illustration, it made him think of you, right? And 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 and, and it's that part of that journey where, where you know, thanks to Heather and she has me listen to all these audiobooks, like self improvement books, and it's like the resistance was there, but when you listen to it, it's like you know what? Like these entrepreneurs, these artists, they get the struggle. Mm. Right mm-hmm. and and um, and one great book is the War of Art. Um, I think it's Stephen Pressfield, like really famous author and, and um, mm-hmm. legend of Bagger Bands. And oh yeah, did I say that right? Bagger Bands, yeah, not Bagger Bands. I've heard, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard of the book. It, it comes up a, a bunch in this sort of discussion. I guess I haven't looked at it myself. Yeah, so. yeah. So he talks about this concept called resistance, where um, uh, it, it's like, like as as we try to evolve and get better, you know. I'm totally butchering his point here. I'm sure of it. I'm probably combining twelve books into this mixed, mixed, uh, anal- uh, mixed reference. But, but it's like um, our lizard brain, right? Our, our resistance, our pain bodies, our, our ego steps in and says, "Hey, no, man, don't get out of the cave. This cave is safe. Mm. Okay, you know, you, you don't have everything, but you know you're safe here. Don't, don't, don't go out there. It's dangerous. Dinosaurs are gonna bite your head off, right? Mm. So every time you know we think of something, huh? This is actually where I want to go. Instantly, it's like, but, but this, but that. And all this stuff, right? So, mm-hmm. so, so that journey of um, how do I overcome that resistance? How do I get there? And and what's my point? Right, and long story short, um, like what what does art mean to you guys? Like what, what what's what's the point of art? What what makes something art? All right, and, and that's kind of the first place I go to. I think when I, I sit down. Well, like yeah, I would say like kind of like I don't know, but it's kind of a case of like it's subjective though, isn't it? it means everything. It means everybody. You know, it's finding your meaning to it. Sure, sure, there is a subjective nature, but I, I think there is an objective point to art. Right. I, I like for me, it it's for me, it is the the creation, the pulling something from nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what I get out of it. I can't be sitting around doing nothing with my day. I just, whatever way I was raised, I just find the idleness to nothing. So I, I have to sort of turn my hand to something, and whether it's doing a painting or doing an illustration or writing a script or bullying Brian and Kevin into doing a podcast, I've got to go and do something and having something at the end of it just is a satisfaction to me. Even if I'm not happy with it, I feel like I've used my time well. So here, here's my question to you, right? Um, and this is and this is what I do. Um, I get into this a lot. Um, so if I create something or if you created something um, mm-hmm. and then you throw it in the trash, is yeah. it art? Yeah, yeah, yes, it's a creation, but is it art? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's the other end of this because again, Kev's heard me say I did that drawing and put it under the bed. Don't know why I did it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I did it for the time. It's like I don't know what this, but uh, yeah, I don't. I, I was going to say 
my thought process leads to what it does for me and, and the the journey I'm on, as opposed to whether or not it has value as an art piece of art to the wider world. So okay, so 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 for years, years, even now I cringe. Mm. Um, mm. I just refuse to identify with being an artist. Right? Yeah. Like I, I would introduce I would introduce myself as an illustrator, mm. right? Yeah. A craftsman, a creator, mm -hmm. but not an artist. Yeah. Not not yeah. an artist, right? So yeah. so to me. Um, Pressfield talks about in his in his work, or maybe it's the um, uh, Icarus deception by somebody else. Um, but the, the point is, um, art is. I'm, I'm going to spoil it for you guys. Art yeah, is connecting with people, right? So anybody, yeah. so even speaking to somebody in a way where you feel like, wow, I, I've really connected with that person. There's an art there, right? That person mm. was doing some kind of art, art voodoo. Right to to make that connection happen, and it's not, and 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 the connection isn't the same thing as communication, right? I can be like a, a crazy guy on a megaphone driving around town, yelling all kinds of stuff, but if it's not connecting with anybody, it's not it's not it's not a connection, right? It's just it's it's an attempt to communicate, but nobody's receiving it, right? So to me, what I've realized then is, and and it's taken a lot of pressure off of what I do, and is that um, my drawings are just one form of communicating for me. So if I can't convey through like a video podcast, you know, the, the same things I want to convey through my art, my drawings, so I'm, I'm using art very uh, confusingly here, right? Through, through my illustrations, right? Then, then, then is it really, is it really art, right? So, 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 so the way I see it now is Every time I draw something, that's just a part of the communication. That's part of the connection, right? The overall connection is um, the, the connection is the goal, right? So, so your favorite musicians, right? If they put out an album that's super produced and it's super polished, yeah, it's nice on the ears. It's fun, right? But if they do like an unplugged session, right, or they do an interview, you know what I mean? Then it becomes like, oh, now this song has deeper meaning because like I've heard it approached without the production i've heard of the yeah. artist's opinions on it i, I learned more yeah. about the artist so now i feel like like when kevin describes that that illustration you did he it, it connects him to you right yeah. so, so i think i've i've um i've said something similar about a, a david bowie track in the, in the last mm -hmm. year i listened to a, a like an unmastered version of sound and vision yeah. where it's just his voice and a bit of piano and it's like it's not this weird disco hit he released it's actually a quiet guy in a room with uh, writer's block if you actually listen to the lyrics right it's, it's not a dance track in a club it's a guy who doesn't know what to write about and it's yes. beautiful yes right right so so yeah. there's there there's a there's a connection that just resonates right some stuff and mm -hmm. what i can watch and listen to and be like i was entertained but i don't remember anything about it Mm -hmm. Right. But some yeah. things it's like, I just didn't enjoy it, but it just sticks with me like Grave of the Fireflies. Right. The, the Studio mm -hmm. Ghibli thing where it's like, I'm yeah, never yeah, going to yeah. watch that thing again, ever. But it's just it's but just you cried. It's 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 <laughs> there. Right. Like I, yeah. I'm moved. Like I know what that creator, the artist wanted me to feel. Right. And it's yeah. like, man, that was really well done. I didn't want to feel it, but they made me feel it anyway. Right. And that connection was made something I don't like looking at. Right. Like suffering and all that stuff. Injustice. Right. Mm. But but this artist was able to, to make me feel that. Right. And, and that's going to last with me forever. Like that to me is art. Right. And and and, and uh, an adage I use a lot. I, I flip around is, um, you know, a picture is worth a thousand words. We always mm. interpret it as, um, you know, one way. But if you flip it the other way, if if we can't describe our 
artwork, quote unquote, right, in a thousand words, then then it's just then it's gibberish, right? If 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 I'm practicing, a lot of people do like doodles for practice, but it's not really saying anything. So it's like me just practicing my cursive, right? It's, it's just practicing mm-hmm. words, but they don't have to make any sense. So not every drawing is art. If you can't, if there's no, if you can't translate it into words, then it's gibberish. There's no connection to be made. You might as well have a megaphone and screaming conspiracy theories, right? No, no one's listening. It's it's, it's meaningless. Mm-hmm. So 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 it goes back to that meaning stuff and intention. So every time I sit down to do something, it's okay. I hate this part, but because I want to get that pencil and just start working. But but I but I find that when I force myself to sit down and just really think, like what like. Why am I doing this, right? What are my goals in life? I have certain core values that I try to follow. And every project I do, I try to line up with those core values. And if they don't, I pass, right? And, that, and that's a tough thing, especially if it's coming from like a Marvel or DC, right? It's like, ah, it's not really lined up. I, I, can't, I can't find a way to connect with people through this project. I'm going to have to pass, right? And, mm-hmm. and, and, and those are tough decisions, but ultimately... It's more fulfilling as an artist mm. for me instead of being weighed down by projects that, that I don't really feel that, that I, I can't. The idea of it is cool, the prestige, but the actual thing itself is a grind. And do you, right? yeah. do you do you find that kind of like do you find that like say comic book art is like uh, it's still an, uh, and the characters, for example, like say Spider Man Green Goblin, you're sitting down to do a Spider Man Green Goblin piece. Do you find that you can attach like kind of a purpose, a meaning, a sentiment to it? that you feel makes it art or is it just going to be like a cool spider-man and green goblin drawing like can you, well, here, can you sit so, down and do it you know yeah yeah so so here's the thing right so so there's i'm always looking at the person i'm connecting with mm-hmm. or attempting to so if i'm working for marvel in dc i'm going through my editors there's a relationship there that, that that's important to me right but also there's the end relationship relationship with the end users but my voice is so like diminished to, t- to that point Right where it's like, if if it's through like a big corporation, there's only so much I can do unless it's an actual project that that, that I'm working on. Like for instance, I'm doing um, Duo with Greg Pak, which is a, a milestone relaunch. One of the books where it features um, two Asian superheroes, right? And it's like, you know what? That is aligned. All right, representation, yes, diversity. Yeah. Are you doing sequentials doing on that book as well? Yeah, I'm doing sequentials on it. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's um, it's it's taken forever to come out, but it's it's looking really sharp. It's, uh, I'm I'm on pencil. Scott Hanna, the, the great Scott Hanna's on inks, and Chris Ottemeyer's on color. It's it's, you know, that's, Greg Pox writing it. It's like like anybody could pencil this thing. This thing would just look awesome. Is right? that, so, that's so, the one that's zombie? Is it? Yes, yes. it's the zombie um uh, redo. Yes, uh, yes, I didn't even know zombie existed. No, because <laughs> I knew I knew hardware and uh, yes, so, hard, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so we're gonna so so yeah, so that one so so when I'm sitting there, I was like, man, I don't really want to freaking do panel work, but I I, I remind myself, no, this is for a greater purpose to connect with a mm. specific audience yeah, to fair. put a message out there that I want. All right. So so that 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 makes me feel, you know, mm-hmm. expanded to do it. Right. So so when I'm doing commissions though, um, the relationship is more immediate. So the person I'm commissioned with, I try to have. I try to know that person, right? I try to, you know, like communicate, figure out what they want. And to me, now the piece is just, hey, let's let's let, let, let's know each other, right? Yeah. Like I, I respect you, I appreciate you, all right, and I'm gonna communicate that through this piece. So 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 I try to um, use the work, the commission now as a way to um, build uh, a relationship with this person, right? So so I try to figure out like, what do they like, 
right? So, so I put in the work. I, I do what I can. It's, it's not about the piece anymore. It's about the person, mm -hmm. right? And that mm -hmm. really makes it work for me much better, right? Because sometimes you have too many options. So, 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 so these types of decisions limit options for me. Then I can work with what I got. So it's easier to work with like three colors instead of like 50 sometimes, right? It's easier to work with one brush instead of 12, mm. right? So that, that's how I focus on um, like when, when I attack something now, it's like, wh who's, who am I connecting with, all right? And can I do that through this? And that's it. And, it, it, and it's um, way more, um, it's intentional. And, and I'm generally more satisfied with, with what it is instead of in the olden days, right? I would just grab a pencil, just start doodling and erasing and doodling and erasing. And then just like trying to, like, I'm, I'm trying to build the set without knowing the story, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, yeah. Yeah. like and, and I'm hoping the story will come out of the set, right? And it's like, what the hell, right? Like, I got really fast at it. So I tricked myself into thinking this was the way. Mm. All right. Yeah. But but I discovered that because um, when I was doing the live draws, which um, on Instagram, I, I'm going to bring them back one of these days. But at an hour set aside, right, to, to just draw something on the spot. All right. And I realized that when I just start drawing, it's an hour of erasing, but eventually I get there. But then when I start thinking, it's 40 minutes of thinking about it, sometimes 45, but it takes me 15 minutes to finish. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so it's, it's the same amount of time. But it's just one is just like hating myself panicked and the other is just more like you know what i'm, I'm good and, and then once i know what it is i'm confident and i can just sit down and just do it yeah it's kind of right. flow you know yeah yeah so 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 to kind of bring it back to your your question from like it seems like like an hour ago at this point um oh, I, i've fun. had people come up to me and say hey you know can you mentor me can you mentor me and i'm like no man i, I i'm an imposter what are you asking me to do this i didn't say that but in my mind i'm thinking mm -hmm. i'm flattered but the fact that you're asking me, you got a long way to go, right? But <laughs> but Heather, Heather is like, no, no, no. Why 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 aren't you considering this? Because they they like you, right? There's a connection there beyond the art, right? And it's like mm -hmm. like haven't you learned anything from what you your journey? It's it's not about the art. It's about these connections. It's about getting people to understand that it is not about being the next somebody else, right? It is about um, being confident in what you have to say. All right. And it's not about getting people to like you. Right. The, the social media likes and all that stuff. It's not it's not about that. It's really about can you confidently know who you are, and what you have to say with the intention of connecting with people, usually to help them out. Right. A shared experience or something. But, you know, are you connecting with people in a way that you know, like friends connect? Mm. Right. And ultimately, that's what it is. All this art is just, you know, just 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 large bandwidth, you know, like like loudspeakers that everybody can see from a distance, but ultimately if they can't see through it and hear who you are, all right, then, then you're not going to, you're not going to find success. And, uh, you know, or worst case scenario, you do find success and then you're trapped and you can't replicate it. Right. Yeah. Oh, for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. 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 And that, that happened a lot too, where it's like, Oh, if you watch a YouTube video, like anything like advice on how to break in, don't watch it, right? Because I'm on there saying stuff that makes me cringe. Right. So back then I was like, you know what you do? Yeah. 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 You get all the artists you like, and they just sort of like synthesize it, all right? Mm. Like go to the store, whatever whatever is popular, synthesize it, and that'll get you the work. Guess what? It does, all right? But now you're stuck. Yeah. Now you're stuck. Yeah. Now you're stuck constantly trying to figure out where these people are going, yeah. right? And, yeah. and, and it's pure torture, pure torture. Yeah, it's it's funny because uh, I've noticed just an example. Uh, Andrew McLean, who does the Headlopper book, 
I've I've listened to interviews with him, and everybody calls him out for being like a oh heavily influenced by Mike Mignola, heavily influenced by Mike Mignola. Every every yeah. interview is heavily influenced by Mike Mignola, and uh, you can you can kind of start seeing him just being like, yeah, like kind of at first he was just like oh yeah, but like I was influenced by this and this, and then by the end of like interview fifty five, it's just like him going like yeah yeah like yeah I was you know I was yeah, and uh, but if you look at that headlopper issue one versus. The latest issue of Headlopper, it's nothing like Bignola. The guy, yeah, I guess, yeah. kind of the guy reached the point that you reached, Koya. I was just like, I'm not, I'm, I'm, this isn't like, I, okay, I love, like, because I would be guilty of as well, like, oh, I love this person's yeah. art, I love that person's art, that's the direction I want to go, and blah, blah. But like, but like, if you if you look at like if you look at that book as well, like you can see the Mignola influences influences in like the layout and stuff. But in some of the texturing and stuff as well, you see like the Klasky Chupo, that animation studio from the nineties that did like Ah Real Monsters and yeah. stuff. Like you can see that there's a lot more than just Mignola feeding into that, you yeah. know. And yeah, that's, especially that's, especially he's more recent stuff. started yeah. somewhere and is growing, you know. Yeah. But and like Duncan Fregretto, who'd been drawing the Hellboy stuff for a while, like you can see where he started as kind of like Mignola esque esque yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to choose a polite word there but like he's very much his own thing at this point you know that has grown out of that you know yeah yeah well uh, um so, something that an approach i take that helps me with all of that too is um trying to take a zen approach to this which i'm terrible at but i used to just every little freaking thing back in the day i would just scan it right 400 resolution because like, i need to preserve this now it's just like mm-hmm. i force myself to just you know deliver it without documenting it Right, and and mm-hmm. it's just it used to be you know I scan I go on online I look it up and you know I just can't let it go, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But 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 now it's like you know what let it go you know like like the song right <laughs> it's <Yeah>. gone, <laughs> and and that actually allows me to evolve and not super identify with anything, other than my current message, right? Yeah. So so right. it's actually very freeing, and it, and I have like freaking multiple hard drives of stuff. So I'm never gonna do anything with all these things I scanned at 400 resolution. Like I'm never gonna do anything mm-hmm. with it. Like what what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, right? it's, it, it was just more. T- I was using my own art to torture myself, right? Like it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> enough to have the shelf. I was torturing myself with my own art, right? So yeah. so so now it's just like you know I do it, I look at it, and then it's gone. It's gone. Uh, now oh. like for business reasons, I'll I'll like scan the bigger ones and turn them into prints. But but even mm. then I feel I feel it. It's like okay, this is just business. Yeah. If if if, if I'm genuinely not going to turn it this way, and I have to be honest with myself, right? If this is not going to be a print, and it's just a vanity scan, don't do it. Yeah. Don't yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. I suppose like right. you know you're still doing it, but as you said for business reasons, which is like picking yeah. that one that you know like yeah this is good I like it it will sell like which is you know you have to be open about those things like you know it is absolutely we're, we're artists we have bills you know. But it's just like, yeah. but it's yeah. not thinking that everything's good enough to scan and will sell, you know. But then, yeah. But then on the flip side of that, I know somebody who deletes everything they do constantly, and yeah. it's just like I, I don't think that's good either. I think there's a there's an aspect of like uh, like you you know it's nice to see some sort of development, especially if it's digital. You know, keep keep that stuff. Yeah. You know, don't get. I think some people might get like like because like my iPads procreate is full of stuff i've started and not finished you know because sometimes i hit a wall or get to a point of it and it's just like well i've learned something from it and if i keep on doing it it's just going to kind of like regress my, my progress so just move on to the next one start fresh and you know everything's gonna be an improvement of a blank page but uh but i think there should be like a bit more of a throwaway attitude with it but it doesn't necessarily mean like you have to kind of hate and delete everything you do or throw away everything you know there's yeah a medium, yeah there's a medium as well i, I feel personally 
Sure, I, I agree with that, and and and, and um, a lot a lot of what I do is helping people understand that um, you probably have the answers in you already, right? So so whatever works for that person on that person's journey is what they need to do, all right? And then eventually, like you like like we'll all get there, right? Mm. We just have to support each other and say like, man, if that's what you want to do, you know, that's awesome, all right? I'm glad that you're doing what you want to do, and eventually that person's gonna grow, and and, and it's not just art, right? Like freaking society we live in. It's kind of hard to take that approach where it's like, man, if that's how you feel and you genuinely feel strongly about it and, and that's where you believe your best move is right now, then you know what? Go for it. I believe you'll figure it out. I don't agree, but I believe I'm not I'm not going to judge you. I'm going to tell you you're stupid. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. All right. I believe you'll figure it out. And and, and it's hard to give people that space. All right. As a, as a parent, I know this, right? Like the kids, you got to give them that space. It's like, you know, uh, I see you. I see what you're doing. I know how it's going to end up, but that failure is part of your journey, and I can't yeah, get in the 100%. way of that. Right? Yeah. I, I, I got, I got to let you fail. So with these oh, people yeah. out there that live yeah. among us, we have to let them you, fail. You can decide whether or not you cackle insanely as they fall over, yeah. but like that's 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 a personal choice. Yeah. Yeah. Easier said than done. So I, I yeah. think, uh, yeah, I think I've um, I've learned more from mistakes than I have progress. You know, yeah. and that's mm. that's to do with like my personal life, professional life, uh, everything. You know, um, I have a tendency to learn the hard way, I always say. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I think a smart person learns from other people's mistakes. And sometimes like I look to somebody and be like, see that stupid thing I did? Like, yeah, it was like, <laughs> learn from it. <laughs> Don't you yeah. do it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like, I was looking at, um, and I'm trying to just change the subject, it grinds us to a halt as I got accused of last week. But like, I had a conversation with someone recently about like, even like my path in the industry that I'm in has been so windy compared to people I know that just went, I'm an animator and now I've been animating for a decade, whereas I have gone all over the place. Um, I'm really fascinated by like, you were working as an attorney and venture capitalist, as it says in your website. And uh, yeah. you just were like, what, this just, this was not for you. And you just, I don't know if that was a hard decision, a, a quick decision or like a, like, did it take a long time to phase out of that? And, like, even then getting into the comics, like, how long before you went, I'm going to add the mentoring thing to it? Like, and... Yeah, and, yeah. And also, so, you know, I'd be interested in knowing, like, uh, are you self-taught? Are you, like, where did they kind of... Where did it, where did it come from to, 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 to you know, the, the graft of doing that? Because, obviously, if you're studying law, that's that's a... And, and, and becoming a professional lawyer, that's that's enough of a... Of a uh, how, how would you say workload requirement yeah, of time exactly, and investment yeah. yeah 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 so um so this is part of that stuff where like heather's been helpful and i feel like i need to lay down on a, on a couch right now and really go over this mm. stuff but it's um <laughs> but yeah so it's, it's it goes it goes you know this is how i became a super villain story right so um yeah. uh, you know uh, an immigrant right vietnamese i came over when i was two to america right and it's like mm-hmm. i'm an outsider my family's outsiders and, and you feel it right everyone's very nice and very receptive and you know we were like the only, the only asian family or the vietnamese family in town maybe asian right mm-hmm. so every every time there was like a, a any discussion on vietnam war guess what there's a new newspaper article written on us we're, we're getting interviewed like every freaking year memorial day mm-hmm. veteran whatever it is we're in the newspaper right it's like because we're the family right so so everyone's very supportive but it's like you know you can't help but know that you're just different just, mm. you just treat so so mm. this 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 feeling of being different and then my parents um you know very very strict uh asian parents you know become doctors become lawyers and that's it that's that's, that's it so so i was in pre-med right? right and i was like no i can't do this i, I want to i wanted to be going to advertising because to me that was the closest to art 
that I could get to through their rules. Then it's like, right. okay, you don't have to be a doctor, but um, you need to go to law school now. It's like, what the, like, are you serious? Right. right. So, so I was, I don't know, fortunate or unfortunate enough to be a good student. Right. So I could right. just get the grades and get into the schools. Right. So it's really right. like, it's like, so my thinking was always, um, when I was little, I saw, I don't know how little, probably eight, seven, around the age, I went to my one of my parents' friends' house, and one of their kids who was a little older had a little drawing of Spider-Man on the desk, right? And I was like, holy crap. Like, that just blew Because I was drawing Pink Panther, Mickey Mouse, Donald mm-hmm. Duck, right? Because my, my, my classmates were doing that in school. But then I saw Spider-Man, I was like, wait a minute, hold on. This gives me a lot of joy looking at this drawing. Like, I can create this myself, mm. Right, and I was like, why didn't why didn't it ever occur to me to draw these superheroes that that I watch on TV? Like, like I draw the the funny stuff. So from that point, it's like you know I need to draw the things that I really like because the stuff I was drawing was for my friends. It made mm-hmm. them happy. They they you know it's like, ooh you get to draw Woody Woodpecker all this stuff and it's like yeah yeah that's cool right. But now I was like but now the drawing for myself like that that's that's cool. The irony is I got what art was initially. But then I lost yeah. it, right? Yeah. So I was yeah, drawing yeah, art yeah. and making yeah. friends. Really, was really that's the point yeah. of it. But then, but then, yeah. because of that's, I guess the, 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 the my, my upbringing, the you're not like them, you're not, you're not, you're not white, you're this and that. So it forced me, like that movie Tangled, really, you know, like like hits hits a hits a raw nerve for me, right? That Disney movie, like being stuck in a tower and being tricked into thinking that your life is good, like that kind of mentality. Right, so so I'm sure yeah. all that played into this, where it's like I feel these tower walls closing in, all right, and then having Spider-Man help me feel comfortable in that tower, all right? right. So I kept doing more of those sorts of things, like playing guitar, all these things, and just you know, tricking myself and allowing myself to be tricked into thinking that this was life, right? Yeah. So it's, it's it's funny, right? Like it's weird how these external forces kind of push you away from your instinctive understanding of art. It's, it's just a tool to connect with people and make friends, right? So anyway, I'm, I'm doing that. So so I'm in my tower, right? Um, my parents think, oh, he can draw Spider-Man. So nothing's going to happen with that. But he's going to do this stuff for us, right? So I'm doing yeah. this law stuff, um, you know, the whole thing, Ivy League law school, you know, the whole nine yards, right? And my thinking is um, I do this, and when I'm done, they'll leave me alone. Then I can, I can live my life, all right? Yeah. Wasn't happening. Then I thought, well, if I completely blow this shit up, they'll leave me alone, right? That didn't happen either, right? So, so, so it's not even, like, I've always wanted to be an artist, but it's always yeah. fighting these, um, the tower walls, right? So that's yeah. been my struggle. So, so we all have these tower walls, right? No matter, like, for, for me, it's very distinct, but I'm sure everyone has these walls where it used to be easy to make friends, and all of a sudden, it, it became difficult. Right, it became difficult yeah. to live your life somehow. I, I got I got a fair a fair way down the path of applying for colleges around architecture. Yeah, right. You know, except I wasn't a good enough student, so like I was doing what was expected of me, going architecture, architecture, and architecture. And then the art courses came in, and I'm like, okay, look, I know that's what you want. Yeah. But this is clearly what's working, you know. So I, I think I got out of that a little earlier than you, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, so <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, I'm, I'm, I'm working. Um, I'm doing the law thing. I hate it, right? So, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm bumping around. So, so I get my, my business degrees. So I, I start working for a venture capital firm, right? Mm. And then um, uh, the market crashes. So we all got laid off. So I got a year's pay, right. which was like awesome. I get to do whatever I want for a year. So that's when. Um, Around that time, I went to my very first convention, Wizard World Philadelphia, 
right? And uh, yeah. I didn't know because I was um, I just went to my local comic shop and all the the people in the back were just drawing. And I was like, "What the hell are you guys doing back here? We're doing a mm-hmm. we're doing a comic book and we're going to go to Philadelphia Comic Convention." I was like, "What the hell? I I only thought San Diego was the only convention in, in the universe. Mm. There are other mm-hmm. conventions." They're like, "Yeah, man, there are conventions everywhere." So this completely blew my mind. So I was like, "I'm coming. I'm going." All right. So, so yeah. like whatever comic you're doing, I'm going to do covers. I'll help you out. So I'm doing these covers for you guys right for free. Just, just cause it's hanging out. Now I go to a show. I set up a table and that, that completely changes my life. Right. Uh, Marvel how, old, was, how old are you at this stage? Uh, I was well past 30. Right. Like oh, I didn't, okay. I didn't even start this until after I was 30. Right. So there's hope for yeah. us. Yeah. This yeah. is after the crash. Yeah. Huh? There's hope for us. There's yeah. hope for us. Yeah. But, but that, that's like, that's fascinating to me as well. Like the, the idea that like these catastrophic global events, you know, the people talk about how like, you know, they worked in Manhattan and nine 11 and mm-hmm. like, they just saw that and changed their whole life. And people who's like lost jobs and had to shift career. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see a lot of people with that story coming out of this last two years of pandemic. Oh there yeah. Who, I'm telling you, man, that's, there's, that's there's, one of the reasons why I hate coming up about the mentorship. Like I had kind of just yeah. like, I was just in a situation in my life where my career was just, is going a certain way and i've been the most comfortable in my career i'm 10 years at it uh mm-hmm. i have a solid uh, clientele base you know i'm fortunate enough and stuff like that like and comic books has always been my passion 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 just as, as a kid uh and i just mm-hmm. kind of and i said to call you think from day one and i'm sure it's at a do though because we've talked about these things many many times but it was just like I'm, I'm, i don't care it doesn't have to be popular it doesn't have to be a success it doesn't have to be anything i just want to do my own book once yeah, yeah yeah and, and, and our, our kind of motto is um you know what, what? What can you put out there, Kevin? That people are gonna say that's so Kevin, yeah, right? Yeah. And that's that's kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, like that. That that's the goal, right? And well, well, I've um, I've uh, like Kevin knows my friend Bob, and like I love this guy to bits, and I just I I love his like his working mentality is never really about however the hell anything else is received. He just gets it in his head that he's gonna do a thing, and he just for a year and a half just went home in the evenings and drew a comic. And his wife's a graphic designer and they just organized like high end full like it's a trade paperback print. He just sold it in local comic shops. He got um, lightning strike to um, distribute it. But like once it was in shops and lightning strike had it, they were like, do you want to go to cons? Do you want to help promote it? Do you want to help? No, I've done the book. It's done. (laughs) The the joy for me was in the doing. He had no interest in getting into the comic industry. (laughs) That's funny. Um, uh, That was speakeasy. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, So so what I hear about that, so so what I'm hearing there is um, he really, it allowed him to connect with his wife on a project. Right. And that could have been the end result. That was the art there. Possibly, right? Yeah, yeah and there's sure. there's a lot of yeah. In terms of finding that connection, there's a lot of his um, his um, his relationship with his uncles and his family in in that book, and he dedicated it to the book to his uncle. You know, Absolutely. Like, it's a it's a you know fantasy black and white prohibition in Dublin. Yeah gangster book but you know it's just the the a lot of i guess the notions and the themes of it came out of conversations with people that he loved you know oh that's awesome so i, um, I can imagine his uncles you know receiving the book and holding a tommy gun in the other hand oh, I, I, <laughs> i'm not even gonna try an irish accent but you know <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely that. So, that, so 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 it's cool right so so to me it's like okay mm. so if, he, if he's not trying to publish this he's getting artistic fulfillment somewhere and there, and mm. there it is. There it is. Right? He's yeah. doing this for people. He knew, he knew what his audience was, and it's not, it's not us, right? It's yeah. for his family members, and he did it, and, and that's awesome. Okay, now because uh, I kind of interrupted so, you there. So you are at your first con, table set up. 
Yeah, so I have a table set up. So, so I, I was, I, you know, I was really cool. I was very prepared. I spent the night before on comic backing boards, drawing little head sketches on markers because they were like, oh yeah, you can sell sketches there. So, so I've got a table. Oh, so God. I'm selling like five bucks each, right? And then yeah. like in the first half hour, they're gone, or, or like 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 most of it's gone. It's like okay, I'm gonna raise it to fifteen dollars, right? So so I'm hooked. And then um, and Marvel and Marvel, it's like this is cool. Like I, I already, you know, I was making money. I, I, didn't, I didn't need it, but it's kind of neat. At, at this stage, you haven't worked in the comic book industry, no, and yeah, no, you're it's, still it's a lawyer just, at this stage. Uh, well, in between, right? Because yes. this is the um, yeah. in the layoff, right? Oh yeah, sorry, so, yes, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. So so that, that's what I was doing, and uh, and Marvel. This is when Marvel had a presence at the at these wizard shows in the states. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got a portfolio ready, right? And and um, hmm. did it all up, did five sample pages, and I got in line. And I remember uh, Stephanie Moore was the editor there at the time, right? And she looked at it, and then a um, couple takeaways. One was like, she's like, uh, you know, you could do this better, this better, this better. And I was like, yeah, I knew that. So, so first of all, I was like, if I saw it, why didn't I fix it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, yeah. I'm not getting as much value out of this interaction. She's just pointing stuff out that I already know I could do better. Yeah. Right. But then some of the stuff she pointed out, like, uh, you know, your face is better. It's where it's like, oh, I've, we all start drawing faces and we get really comfortable with it. And then we move on. And sometimes you don't revisit mm. where we're comfortable. Right. And it's like, oh, wow, that didn't evolve. Like, it just kind of stayed where it was. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But, yeah. But, but, for, but for whatever reason, um, she's like, yeah, that's cool. I'll pass it to, to CB. We're trying to start this relaunch epic, right? Whatever epic yeah. line they were trying to do. Um, but, but more importantly... This is what happened that really launched me into this uh, this world was the connections I made with the people. They're tabling next to me, all right, was a, were a couple of guys um, that I got to know. And we formed, uh, they formed te- together 10 Ton Studios. So these mm-hmm. guys were going to conventions and they were trying, he's trying to sell an anthology, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he was, um, he just gathered a bunch of artists. Hey man, you want to do an anthology? He's very charismatic, all right? Really great at connecting. You know, good stories. We're like, yeah, let's do this. So he gathered a bunch of us just to go to conventions and just hang out. All right. And we're like, if we're going to go to these conventions, we should get a table. And if we're going to get a table, we might as well pretend we're a studio. All right. So we came up with this thing called 10 Ton Studios. And it really was just to make people think we were a studio. We were just going to their party. All right. We were just going there to (laughs) hang out and and just, you know, just be a part of it. Because it's a fun atmosphere. Out of this group. All right. This just random, no name people. There was me, Riley Brown, Aaron Cooter, Nick Batara, Chris Burnham. It's like holy crap! Like how did, how how did how did he gather all of these people, right? And and I don't, yeah yeah yeah, they're they're all talented, but it really was um, we were able to create that connection through Ten Ton, and through Ten Ten we connected with other people in the industry. So so people at Marvel, people at DC, you know, they knew about us, right? Every time we roll to a convention, mm-hmm. you see us, right? Yeah. And um, and it's like we're out there. We're 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 we're, we're you know we're drawing in sketchbooks. We're doing all of these things. You know we have we have a we have a website just like back in the day it was like the, the forums or right? digital webbing, pencil jack. And then, then there was us, Ten Ton Studios, and people would come on, and um, and and I realized later that Marvel and DC they were coming to our site like looking at the talent, right? Because that so so it's weird. Just just just. The people, right? Like, like working on these connections with people because you never know where it leads. I think that opened a lot of yeah. doors for us, right? So, so people could like passively watch us, and we weren't approaching anybody and making people uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? 
like I had a uh, a period of time a couple of years back where I got to go to a number of animation conventions around Europe and not as an animator but as as I, as I mentioned like we're sort of small production company starting up but I went over there to sort of talk to people and meet people um in the, in that role and like it was only a little while before I would go to something and somebody who uh, from Ireland even who would previously go I don't know who that is that's an animator just went oh that's a guy who has a studio and it's like just being in the rooms with people and establishing these connections you you change your relationship with them and you you can open doors and establish connections like that absolutely absolutely and that's not to say that your work hasn't got to be up at that level as well where they can come to you or you can engage with them but like it's it's it was an eye opener for me to go oh the the line between me not being in this world and being in this world is just going and connecting mm. you, you got it you got it and 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 once you're there right um i i envision this scenario and i'm pretty sure i've seen it at conventions i've watched it work where if you are so pure and genuine with your message and who you are and just permeates every element of your being, you can walk into a room, meet an editor, and editor is going to respond in this way, right? And this is what I try to coach people into visualizing. I like you. I like what you have to say. I like what you stand for, all right? What do you do? Oh, I'm an artist. Show me some work. I want to hire you. Mm-hmm. Because you're so effective communicating mm-hmm. who you are there's no doubt in this other person's mind that your 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 drawing will yeah. match up like you will be you'll be effective in communicating through lines as as much as you are with words yeah right? I, so, I, I sorry to direct there but i do remember uh i knew these couple of artists who are probably like some of the most talented artists i've ever been around uh these these uh people could like kind of out of their head draw uh like crazy fantasy stuff like you know i'm talking about like dragons anatomy correct goblins and armor and weapons and like out of their heads then just mm. get the markers and render them beautifully you know but god bless them uh like you know kind of whatever was going on or i don't know but like zero zero social skills you know and i kind of always thought that i'd rather be a, a mediocre artist with like say the social skills i have than kind of be a phenomenal artist that's never no one's ever going to see your work yeah and, you know and, and, I, mean? and, I think it's a, it's a hand-in-hand thing of being like yeah you, you got you know it is it is both like but i think like um yeah i think like the artists i've connected with the most over my career and all kinds of stuff have, have been the people i like them the, you know as in yes. the, the human beings are like you know absolutely absolutely right right so 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 i set out doing this mentoring thing as like you know helping artists understand you know don't get taken advantage of right so so for for the people like you're describing you could be really good and if and if you're shy you don't have the confidence yeah. Yeah, um it's, it's good people good people are going to good i use it very loosely right good people are mm-hmm. going to veer away right because when i'm working you know, I remember getting a call from Brian Bendis saying, "Hey, you want to? What do you want to draw?" And I was like, "No, I'm a good soldier. I'll draw whatever you want me to draw." Nothing. That's not what he wanted to hear, mm. right? He wanted me yeah. to have my own voice. He wanted a collaboration, not just someone to draw because he can get that anywhere, mm. right? right? So, so I learned from that mistake. So when Dan Slott called me, I was, like, "Oh, I want to draw this. I want to draw this." And then it was, you know, more fulfilling for both sides, right? So if I could have done that better, I would have known what i wish i would have known but i did the best i could right There's nothing you can do about it but you know i wish i i could have been more of a collaborator all along mm. but here yeah. so those are the good people so the good people like brian would be like oh okay i'm gonna find someone i can collaborate with bad people will take advantage of you and exploit you right they'll be like you don't have right. confidence but you can draw here's yeah. five you know here here's five bucks draw me 12 books 
right? That yeah. happens, right? And they don't mm -hmm. really care, right? So, 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 so that's why I started the mentoring thing because I was kind of like, you know what? Like, I'm, I'm getting, I'm tired of um, taking, getting taken advantage of. But, 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 but as I got into it, no one's taking advantage of me. Like, it's just business, right? Like, I'm, I'm projecting. Like, I'm okay with this. So, if yeah. you think if you project, you're okay with it. I'm like, well, you, I thought you were okay with it, buddy. Right. So, so I'm learning more and more that the business side is the same as the art side. And, and if you go on the website, you'll see it's, it's, it's confidence, right? Like what, what makes mm. you a confident artist? And that is that confidence that people like, it's that confidence that people want to work with. Right. So, so it all kind of just all lines up in terms of there is no business approach that's different from the art approach. Right. Mm. It is, it's all one approach. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's, that's, as I say, trying to marry all these different aspects of it because people just get completely focused on one point of it and like you know it's the death of a salesman thing you can be too charming and not good at anything yeah absolutely you know and absolutely. Then, then you end up with the wrong dreams i think is the line from the play um or you know you can just be the guy drawn in his bedroom forever he's never going to see anything if you can find that balance like at, at those animation events i i saw you know cartoon network and nickelodeon and everybody mm -hmm. else you know give talks to the to to as potential commissioners going our emails are open we take open calls we want to hear from you but if I've, like, they didn't say this, but the, the bit I added with, but if I've come to this convention and had a good chat with you and we had a laugh and you kind of like my vibe, when that email arrives in your inbox, you're going to go, oh, there's Aiden. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And, like, if my idea is garbage, you know, my idea is garbage, but, you know, if there's been a positive connection, it, it helps. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think that, that, and I, like, you know, kind of even from my own industry, that, that has the clients, you know? Yeah, like, mm. You gotta, you gotta connect. These people are coming in and getting tattoos, and they're vulnerable. You know, they're making themselves vulnerable. You gotta connect with them, and like ninety percent of the time, like, and it's easy. Don't get me wrong. Like, like you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's part of my job. I enjoy, but uh, they'll come back. I had somebody say to me after a project over a drink, "I had done my job, and my job was done, and everyone was happy with whatever." But she did go. You're the worst animator on the team, but you're so damn charming. <laughs> like, okay, that that's a though, that's know? a that's a double-edged sword yeah, there. But that's, 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 thank you. <laughs> that's been my narrative of my own life. It's just like you're you're not great, but you're really nice. Fair play. Well, that, 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 that's another adage, right? I don't know if you guys have heard it. Um, it's been attributed to Neil Gaiman, but I don't know if it really was. But you only need to have two of three things to get hired. Right? You need to be really, really freaking good, really, really, really professional right like integrity uh, and or mm -hmm. really 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 fun to work with mm. you only need two of mm. them yeah so if you are very yeah. punctual with a high integrity and you're really awesome to be around you're getting hired yeah you're getting hired right yeah. so yeah, okay. so sometimes people will point to like oh but that person's really good but they're like kind of a hermit and it's like yeah well because they're probably really professional too they probably hit the other yeah. you know hit the other cylinder and and, and they're flying mm -hmm. but imagine if you're all yeah. three right mm. yeah i think i was somewhere like two and a quarter like i was getting the job it was all right it was a bit harsh to be yeah. fair yeah um but one and a half um i was told my boss would say i'm well, not punctual <laughs> and i'm not the best artist in the shop <laughs> but i've somehow managed to keep my job for 10 years yeah so will we talk a little bit about some of the 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 movies television oh. and stuff that we've been watching yeah the Moon Knight trailer came out this week. Would you be a Moon Knight fan, Coy? Like, uh, Kev is a big Moon Knight fan. I freaking love the Moon Knight was one of my first because, uh, you know, I, I got indoctrinated early on with Frank Miller. Mm -hmm. All right? right. So now I was in like, it was uh, the Dark Knight. Right? I'm old head. Um, so I'm, I'm digging around for, not even, no, no, I take it back. Um, Daredevil. 
Electra. Yes, like right. that. That's when you know. Even going further back, man. I, 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 <laughs> wow, doors are opening. Um, his, his Steamboat Willie. <laughs> yeah, his his, his, his run on Wolverine and X Men. Right, Steamboat Willie. Right, Frank Miller was at Disney. Right, no, no. So yeah, so to me it was like like this dude's drawing Wolverine and these samurais, freaking yeah. crazy, right? Like, so yeah. I'm like, like I need I need to find more about this guy, right? So. He, he was doing uh, Moon Knight covers, but maybe but then some interiors too. So I was like, if I saw that FM, right, I'm in, right? Mm, so that's yeah. when I discovered Moon Knight. And, and I had, a, had a, a friend who, you know, was more into comics than I was. And he was um, a big Moon Knight person too. So he was like showing me, it's like, it's just so freaking weird. He has a, a helicopter shaped like a moon. It's, you know, and, and he's yeah. and he's got this cool cape that drawn right looks like a moon, right? It's, it's, um, it's, it's wild. And visually, Easy to draw, right? Yeah. If you're if you're yeah. learning how to draw, you got this, you got this hood and a, and, a, and, a, and a mask. You're good. Yeah. How how much of that do you think we're going to see? Do you think we're going to see a a, a moon shaped helicopter? Mark doesn't seem to know who he is, even in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think we're going to get to that. I stage. almost don't want to see a moon shaped helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, the moon cape as well it might be. A little no, no. How, did you watch the trailer? You did. Oh man, it's um. Like, like, I, it really geeked me out, and I wasn't mm. expecting it. Like, mm. I, I got chills, and I was like, "Yeah, like this performance is phenomenal." Like, even just yeah. like a Middle Eastern accent, like this guy is just all in. I freaking, mm. it, it was so good, right? It's, um, yeah, yeah I, I was in. I, I did not expect that level of performance. Yeah, it, the 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 very the twitchy the the shots like where the light would flicker and you'd see the reflection yeah, is different and yeah. stuff. There's, there's some really fun things going on there. This yeah. The, this is the first, uh, no, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first kind of Marvel TV show now, like from Disney Plus, that's not, that hasn't come from a previously established character? Huh, like on Disney Plus, right? Yeah. 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 Like kind of, we've had Wanda, Vision, Loki. Loki, Captain America, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. uh, Hawkeye, and then what's if was a, was a kind of, you know, but it's, it's a cartoon of the different kind of characters mm. in different forms. But yeah. this is kind of like this is like the this is the first show that's from uh, the MCU Disney era uh, that's not an established MCU character, right? Yeah, I think I think you're right, and that there probably is attributable to why attributable to why I I I, I was excited about it because it's not mm. rehashing the same characters I've seen yeah, probably for seen like a hundred years now, right? Mm. So this and even like a snippet of She Hulk, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'm fired up for She-Hulk too yeah. because she's also a new character to to the universe, right? So yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I I think like it's not since the sort of like the Netflix era. I know that's not like MCU, but like I I do remember the first time you got a glimpse of like that Daredevil trailer yeah. or you know the the hint of Jessica Jones like that 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 run of series has had their ups and downs mm-hmm, you know but mm-hmm. like we were excited for every oh, one of them you know it was just oh, so great yeah. to have uh, marvel content coming uh, Coy, Aiden, like uh and brian uh as well but uh, we i think we did a few times ourselves Aiden, as well but uh watch them when those netflix shows comes out we take the day off work we go to say like my place or wherever it was and uh, like early in the morning and we'd put it on and we'd stay there the whole day watching the entire show yeah, start the, yeah. the the the, the, the logic was always we'll put it on at noon. Yeah, twelve episodes will be done by midnight. Yeah. It'll be a fun anyway. Half five turn rolls around and then we start the first episode. Yeah. It's like oh, we're here at five in the morning. <laughs> 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 nice. Nice. Yeah. Um, they were good days, but uh, yeah, Moon Knight though looks awesome. I'm I'm incredibly excited for it. I think it looks really good. I think kind of I think they're yeah. I think this looks a little bit more. 
of a step up from say some of the other shows just in terms of like it looks like a movie it could be a trailer for a movie do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, I thought I was watching a movie trailer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And loads of people keep on saying Moonlight, the movie. And I'm just like, oh, no, no, it's a, it's a TV series. So it's like, it's a TV series. Like, yeah, yeah, you know. So, yeah, I wonder. That that can be, that can be like, you were saying you you, you enjoyed Hawkeye, the both he is. Mm-hmm. And I did too. Like, I, I, oh, now I did have fun is. watching it. But, no, but, like, I, there are parts of it where I'm like, that's silly. And I don't understand, like... I really liked D'Onofrio's Kingpin and Daredevil, but this version of Kingpin we saw was very broad by comparison. Like, he was such a, a controlled... Like, even when he raged out, he was, like, picking his moments to rage out and kill somebody. This is... This, like, in the Hawaiian shirt with the with the gold chain, it reminded me of John Goodman in Community. You know, like, he's having a midlife crisis. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's still trying to be the Kingpin. It was just a weird... The Kingpin was a miss. Vibe. The, like, the, the Kingpin yeah. to me was weirdly too big and too small. Yeah, meaning like he yeah. was too big, power and intimidation, like like strength wise. But then like, yeah. I want to see a tower. I want to see a mansion, right? Yeah, like what he's yeah. in a Hawaiian suit in the back of a, like he's like, like what what is he in the back of a pharmacy? Like back of a like a you yeah. know like yeah. a. Uh, he just basically that end battle was him carjacking somebody. Yeah, you know? he just pulled a door off. Right, and it's freaking it's Christmas, and he's hanging out at the back of a shop. Like, like mm. put him in a mansion or something, right? Put him, like some yeah. something that suggests power and success, right? Like, it, it felt too small, but then his power levels felt high in comparison. If he yes, was in yeah. a big tower, right, with like marble stairs and everything, and he's throwing yeah. people around, I don't think people would have half a problem with it, right? Because yeah. the, the power message matches, right? So this is where it's about yeah. that intention. Like even the character himself, what message you're trying to communicate? Right, if you're trying to communicate power, I'm not putting him in a back room with like a bead curtains. Like, come on, bro! Like that—that's that, that, just not going to work. Walking through the bead curtains I, with the Hawaiian shirt. I know on. what like, is I, that? I know the image. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw any shade on bead, cur- bead curtains. I thought they were the height of sophistication <laughs> at a certain age. I used to go to my my barbers when I was a kid with my, my dad and brothers, and there's a bead curtain. And my God, when I walked through it, I felt like a king. Well, every time I fe- you, every you, time- you, enter, you enter with a noise, <laughs> yeah, I suppose you get a little every time clackety flanker. You come out and do the same. Your haircut, and I just be like, I have transformed. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure all the the five year olds in the audience really loved it, right? But the, it's I love the, that. The, 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 the <laughs> but yeah, so to me, that that's why the power levels were so jarring because he's not introduced yeah. as being that powerful, right? Yeah, like, like yeah, like he's so small. Like he's in a Hawaiian shirt in the back of a shop with bead curtains. Like, come on, get like like put him in a, a spiral staircase or something, right? Like, yeah. He should have the same house as as the freaking bishops, right? Mm, like, yeah, that's yeah, so true. Yeah, you put him there. You that, can throw like, yeah. people around all he wants. I'm fine with it. So, so all of these trailers for these these, these shows have like they've looked like movies, and then you get into them, and just over six hours, they're just it's just the highs and lows of the amount of time they're pulling this out. So, like, I I really am looking forward to to Moon Knight, and I. I don't know what they're doing, but I would have loved if they just like let's make this completely standalone and do the like Warren Ellis Shalvey run, like mm. do those six issues mm-hmm. that ran the gamut of like small time crime to like supernatural LSD trip. Like I don't mm. know if you read those those issues; they're from a few years back now at this point. But like it was a it was a lovely run for the character, and it gave us the breadth of them. While I didn't read them, know, but I was I, I really stayed. I think I have a few, but because I really like Declan's mm. uh, art. Mm. Yeah. Um, I I think it's a lovely run. I'm I'm just 
I don't know. I I really liked that. I don't know the the if they really get into the the hunter's moon. Is that the other character and and Conchu, the the god mm-hmm. stuff? So that could get a bit. Well, there's a bit of a spoiler thing that came show. out because um there there was a a death yeah of actors, yeah. right? Yeah. So they revealed yeah. who he plays. But uh, oh, who did he play? I missed that. Be, Midnight. Uh, Midnight, right? Oh, okay, okay. So he's going to be yeah. in it. I had the first but, appearance of Midnight. Yeah. So, so, so my, 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 what fascinates about, like, so I did a live draw with the, was, I used to do a live draw on Instagram with, with my kids. Mm-hmm. And so, so I would introduce characters that they don't know about. So one of the things we did was one of the characters was Moon Knight and they really were into this, um, the dissociative identification disorder, like that, that mm-hmm. he experienced this. So, so I'm hyped that they're really diving into that. Like that's, cause that's what I always thought was most interesting about the character. Right. Mm. When I was a kid, I didn't yeah. understand. I thought he was like deliberately playing all these characters, like he's some crazy thespian who's just so good at fooling people, like the chameleon. But but you know, I think originally like, he kind of was. Yeah. Right. You know. And yeah. Only... It really it really had a sort of like thirties, you know, superhero alter ego. Yeah. Kind of. It had a very sort of old fashioned kind of like I'm I'm now putting on my little mustache yeah. right, type right, of right, right, like, vibe know, to it. But the the, the DID coming. thing was a. A, a lovely sort of retcon of that to make him that much more interesting. I don't know. Yeah. When, I can't recall exactly when that came about. I I feel like though it might have kind of been elaborated or established more in the in the Finch run in two thousand five two thousand six. I can't remember because I think his I think his his mental health was an issue for him in that in that run. You know, but I think mm-hmm. then the Jeff yeah. Rare one after that Salvi's run also delved into that kind of uh, mental illness and stuff as well. Yeah, so yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, because the the trailer really does a great job of sort of, um, it's the opening of the story, and it doesn't mm. give away too much of the story. So yeah, and like Oscar Isaac is such a like I I really love that guy as an actor, yeah. and like it's nice to see the like like this stoicism that he had in Dune mm. to then like this full like frenetic mm. like energy that he's got in this trailer looks like a lot of fun. Oh um, yeah, to me the, the contrast. You're right, like the contrast of like super confident as Poe. Mm. Right from mm. Star Wars into this um, yeah. unsure character, it's just like, is this the same guy? It's, it's freaking, it's awesome. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm hyped for that. Yeah, and it's great to have Ethan Hawke in the MCU. You know, Ethan Hawke. I know this is yeah. I thought that was Kevin Bacon for a while. What? The guy who's looking at the hair. Oh man, have you Ethan Hawke? Uh, I don't know if you've seen. It's only when you said it in my head. It was like. Kevin Bacon's looking odd. I think it's just the hair he had in X Men First Class as well. They maybe they might be sharing wigs. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's also because no one's seen Ethan Hawke in like a hundred years, right? So no, that's not true. He was in a he's in a really wild movie uh, about time travel. Uh, oh, I can't think of the name of it. Recreations or so. I can't remember the name of it. But he's in a, a really really good TV show called Good Lord Bird. I can't say it. Good Good Lord, Good Lord Bird. Bird. It is absolutely phenomenal. He plays a an abol a, an abolish. Oh, why am I the one have to explain this? <laughs> abolitionist. An abol- abolitionist. He plays an abolitionist. Uh, it's a true story, and uh, it's like a limited series. It came out maybe two two years ago and stuff, and it is so 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 good. And I think if you want to get oh. a, a a good Ethan Hawke fix in before Moon Knight, do yourself a favor and one hundred percent watch. Good Lord Bird. It is 
phenomenal TV. Probably one of the better shows I've watched in recent years. Really? Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so all right. All right. Okay. So, one of the reasons I watch what you guys do is because, um, you know, there's an endless stream of, of content you don't know what to watch. This is so, yeah. Everybody do a shot. He said the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, but you love that era stuff anyway, don't you? Like the 1850s kind of cowboy. Yes, I'm quite enamored with the yeah. Wild West and the, the, all that 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 period and native american like, uh, and all that kind of stuff yeah i but, think it's fantastic ethan hawk as well is like we were talking about john cusack the other week as well and like travolta is a little earlier again but like he's that sort of era of like kind of older actors trying to find projects for them that like at one point these guys were a-list and you expect great things of them and now they're still trying to find those projects that let them bring the quality that they are capable of but so often you're watching something you're like whoa this is this is ropey. Like uh, we saw a trailer for something with John Cusack in it recently. And it's just like, I mean, I guess it's been a hard two years, but it does look like a project where it was like you, I even, there was something with Bruce Willis as well, where it's like, he just has to sit in his patio and answer phone calls with the lead actor who's running around mm-hmm. with explosions. That, you know, it's that, like, that's an easy gig. That wasn't them. That wasn't Bruce Willis, was it? That was Mel Gibson. Mel, Mel Gibson. Gibson. Yeah. Was, sorry. Yeah. Ken Dietz was son. But um, the thing is though, right? Like these guys, look, you know, people probably would say the same about Robert Redford, you know, and now he's found mm. a, a little bit of a resurgence, I think, uh, uh, with a few projects over the years, you know, but he was a Redford. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Why? What did I say? Oh, no, like Redford's Redford's um, Redford's worked very successfully. <laughs> but, you know, but I'm talking about like kind of like, like you talk to most people, even my age, that mm. wouldn't have a clue who he is, yeah. you know? I, I okay, yeah, yeah, man, for sure. You know, like I, I loved them. I think, I, I think one of my favorite movies, uh, where well, I recently talk about sneakers and stuff, which is good. But one of yeah. my favorite movies is uh, The Last Castle with James Gandolfini, yeah. uh, and Robert Redford. It's phenomenal. It's so good. And then he was in the MCU. He did the MCU for his kids. So his kids, his grandchildren. Yeah, so his grandchildren right. could America. see something. Right, yeah. right, right. So his grandchildren could see him in something that they'd recognize him in. You know. But what I'm trying to say yeah. is like, like every star has their moment and that that shine dissipates you know and it's a struggle to stay relevant uh nicholas cage oscar winner bruce willis top of it like you know uh hollywood actor and all that kind of stuff like but these 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 mm-hmm. these the shine uh, dissipates you know uh, and it's like i think yeah. these guys just end up doing lots of projects to do whatever but john cusick he he kind of fell off the the pedestal pretty early i think in the game for him i remember high fidelity high fidelity <laughs> yeah that's the one i remember <laughs> and yeah. uh, gross point blank wasn't it Right. Yeah, right. Gross Point. I, I, I have such a love for the guy because of Gross Point Blank and like uh, Better Off Dead and like some silly early high school comedy stuff he did. Yeah. You know? Better Off Dead. Right. Right. Yeah. Like there's, somebody said, there's a there's a genre of movies that was John Cusack's trying to get laid. <laughs> right. <laughs> <It's> awful. <laughs> but the thing is, John Cusack is still trying to get laid, and it's it's a little hard to watch. Yeah. Speaking um, of older actors. <laughs> <laughs> but that, uh, so so have you noticed or am i just imagining things but marvel in general has done a really i i think in my opinion admirable job of of casting older actors like women included right mm-hmm. like yeah late 30s early 40s kind of stuff, yeah right? like misty knight yeah. like uh, pepper potts like they're all and the, and the men who started with um robert downey jr right yeah. so so yep. i i think that's really cool so uh, I think it's a smart choice, right? Because yeah. they're kind of set in the way they look now, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, think, and they're and they're excellent actors. So I think as well, like kind of like 
you know, realistically, like, I've got Paul Rudd. Is, He's in his early 50s now, I think. Yeah. Late 40s, early yeah, 50s. Yeah, and, like, they cast they, him, sorry, they've done, say, they cast him as that man, you know? They could have cast, yeah. like, a much younger actor and all that kind of stuff, like, but you're, you're 100% dead right. I always think, like, Marvel uh, cast, like, late 30s, early 40s people and, and mm. kind of upwards, you know? And it's, like, I guess mm. it's because, like, you know, you kind of, it's like Spider-Man, Spider-Man, that's his charm is the fact he's young, you know? But, uh, you know, Captain America, um, Captain Marvel, they're people you want to kind of have experience and whatever to, to mm-hmm. actually pull off those roles, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think they did a great job even from the very beginning of, like, establishing their MCU, like, as a studio going, we're going to get a director, they're getting direct, well, like, as you say, creators that connect very personally with their art, they have something to say and something to contribute. They didn't just get some young, jobbing feature director who's just happy to get his first film. Not that those people aren't great. Mm-hmm. They went, John Favreau has a point of view, loves the loves the 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 content and and brings something to this. Kenneth Branagh doing Thor. I mean, say I loved that first Thor movie because I just I like Shakespearean shit. Yeah. Like I liked that like old era um Thor stuff um I can understand why people like Taika's as well and I like it you know yeah, but yeah. it's that it's that middle one where you know the best will in the world the guy's probably a great director but they got a guy who does a lot of TV work he, he was coming off a of Game of Thrones and he does mm-hmm. whatever the project is in front of him mm-hmm. as opposed to bringing his own vision thing to yeah, it but yeah. they've done a great job of like getting getting um Art, directors and actors and writers with their own point of view that are able to work with them yeah. you know I, I know they've had some misfires with people that are very auteury and mm-hmm. want to do their own thing mm-hmm. but like they've done an amazing job there but, well I think like uh, the the lady who directed the Eternals I can't think of her name Chloe Zhao right there it is yep that's it um like Eternals is like I, I, I hate saying it because I, I almost get like uh shit for it but uh Eternus is one of my 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 preferred marvel movies i read i heard your rankings i heard your rankings last one of the last episodes yeah Yeah. i'm surprised yeah i really like it people really don't like it but i think i think that was i think was it not for you i haven't watched it i haven't watched i I saw nomadland i really enjoyed it Mm. i'm a big um yeah france mcdormand fan and yeah yeah. i was like who's this director this is just so weirdly quiet but engaging like really connected i really get these nomads right and it's like well done. Also, a lot of those people were real nomads. Have yeah. you, did you see that? It was crazy. Yeah, yeah but those are choices that. Yeah. Oh yeah, direct that, image. That, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, but then Marvel Eternals, I, I, I don't know, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. so I'm, I'm actually because the connection was so successful, Nomadland. I'm afraid to watch her mm-hmm. fail. Yeah, that's that's how I feel yeah. about it. And I, I don't like. I enjoy, like. There's films we talk about here where I talk about wholly as a film, like I I don't think it's amazing. But then I go and I watch clips and chunks of it, and I'm like, oh, I really love this bit, this moment. Yeah. I love this whatever. Um, but like I watched I watched a reaction video of someone watching the Eternals, and I'm seeing them go through like the chunks of the story, and I'm like oh, I don't know why that scene is there. This is silly. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That guy disappears and never comes back to the end of the movie, and like why the fuck does that happen? Mm-hmm. And like I, yeah, I mean, I think maybe she'd have been happier making smaller personal films for a little while longer but i don't i don't know i mean people love it and there's great stuff in it it's just some of the structural decisions don't sit perfectly with me and 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 as someone who um that's cool you're right we've all been there right so so um it would be great to be tarantino have complete power and say over everything right Mm -hmm. but 
Yeah. Even Favreau, it was like they wanted all these extra villains. Everybody has a problem with merchandising departments saying, oh, we need more characters to sell toys. Right. So, so yeah. a lot of decisions are, are, are kind of forced on you. So, so I understand when I watch anything that's a production of people, it is the team's effort. Right. And, and the artists within don't necessarily are successful in communicating who they really are. Mm. Right. So so um, mm-hmm. I, I imagine for a first timer on a big set like this from a small movie, I'm sure there are a lot of people who, who are trying to help her. This my, this my, I'm yeah. imagining this in my mind. I have no evidence of this at all. Right. Yeah. We, this is the thing. All of this has to be caveated with I have no idea what happened. Yeah. Right. But, right. But, but let's just guess. Exactly. But right. Right. But you can imagine. Right. Like maybe maybe this is what happened. Right. People are trying to help. But by yeah. helping, it's like they're they're, they're stifling her. Right, versus like, you know, what we talked about earlier in the show where it's like, man, you mm. you got this. You can figure it out. You got it. Just just do you. You got it. Right? Versus, yeah. Yeah. oh, well, no, 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 yeah. no. Let, let me, no, you, maybe do this. Right? And then, eh, wrong, confidence shot. And then you're off the rails. Yeah. I hope, I hope she directs yeah. more because uh, I really, really enjoyed that movie. And I'd love if, like, she was the one to helm the next Eternals or wherever direction that's going in, you know? I enjoyed it. That's, that's uh, my big takeaway from that. I like I enjoyed it. I just I'm a I'm a picky I do autopsies on films, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there there's stuff where I'm like the 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 interpersonal scenes where they're, you know, where these characters are connecting are so much stronger than some of the action moments that we're supposed to be excited about. And it's like did she do these or were these pre-vised out before they even started shooting anything and mm-hmm. she just had to know that that was going to slot in there, you know, cuz they previs a lot of these action stuff out before they ever got a script finished. We're going to have a big set piece in Paris, you know, and that stuff gets basically animated and then they get to that narratively. I don't know. Um, I don't know how we got to that other than... <laughs> uh, that Kevin really likes the, Eternals and he wants to talk about it every show. Kevin really Kevin really likes Eternals. Yeah, um, yeah. Moon Knight is coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's good to be Kevin, let me tell you. <laughs> it's, it's great when you just like everything. <laughs> So you, Kevin, you you were like, as you said, buying like minor issues of note or or minor notable issues of Moon Knight. Has your eBay watch list have the prices all gone up since that Moonlight trailer or Moon Knight trailer? I've not checked. I've not checked. I've uh, I had to kind of wean myself off eBay, um, but uh, I've not checked. I've not checked. Um, I think you know. Um, I often get a comic book and my girlfriend like, oh, did you get a, a, a comic? And I'm like, yeah, like kind of this, this, this now is, is I'd explain it to her what it is. And then uh, she'd be like, uh, and I'd think, you know, if they make a movie or a TV series of this, like, would be worth something. And then she'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll just set it. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> the option is issue one of Moon Knight or House. Yes. Um, oh, she'd kill me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no moon night, no house, and no nothing. Are you are you still a big collector, Koi? Or like, I know the love of comics has to have brought you into it, but do you do you uh, buy a lot of weeklies? Or? I um, I'm not precious in that way. I I I I, I, I did the thing where right, I backing boards and plastics. And I just never touch it. Mm. It's like, what am I doing? Yeah. And mm. then uh, yeah. you know, and then everybody I hope has my that. My girlfriend never listens to this. <laughs> And then there's always a, so so there was a flood right knocked out like half my collection <gasps> no you know way. and it's like you know what I don't feel so bad <laughs> yeah it's all it's all just yeah. whatever isn't life it? moves right? on and, but it's also like when you have kids right it's like I'd rather share this with them mm. than have it locked mm. up and not share it 
right? Yeah, I think, yeah. The irony is, like, have at it, and they don't read it, right? So it's like, okay, whatever. But, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, it's know. there. It's there. If they, if they, if they want grandkids, they could have it, you know? Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. At, the end, at the end of the day, though, it's more fun. At the end of the day, it's more fun and rewarding drawing a good superhero picture or a, you know, of a Spider-Man than it is reading Spider-Man. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. At, at the end of the day, like, kind of, like, I, I always, like, I get more pleasure and and enjoyment from like doing a drawing that i'm when i finish i'm just like yes i like it cool you know i could always read the book but when i read the book it's just like oh kind of i want to do that <laughs> you know i want to i want to be that good but when well, i do yeah, well, to, to me like i i really do enjoy a good connection you know a good story but it's just like hmm. it's like when i don't get it it's like man that was a waste of time <laughs> <laughs> right. that's how i feel about it so 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 before i go to the, i just vet the creators you know what i mean like uh, like uh, it's yeah. like okay what has this person done um you know uh like like equality and feminism is big right so I'm, i don't cancel people but you know what i don't want to put new shit in my brain that that doesn't line up so I, so so yeah. so if it's a dude i'm like okay i need i need to check this guy's backlog right if, if, if it's a female right. i'm like i'm a little i'm a little easier on it Right. Well, look, that that's as good a time as any to move us on to to Hannah, which um, Coy suggested that we we take a look at. I haven't watched, or I hadn't watched the Prime show, because um, there's just too many shows to watch in the world. But I saw I saw Hannah in 2011 in a theater in Denmark. I was there for three months doing a like an animation course, and I was so happy that there was a cinema right by the place. You know, it was like like three months of intensive animation. It's like, oh, there's a cinema I can go to in the evening and see things with like Danish subtitles and English voiceover. Um, I really loved that movie. It's Joe Wright, Saoirse Ronan, Eric Bana, Kate Blanchett. Um, Hannah is a genetically engineered spy that's stolen from a lab by Eric Bana and raised in the woods so she avoids the sort of, what, indoctrinated programming hitman life that she would have had. But they kind of get discovered and Hannah has to go on the run across Europe and the show kind of, um, like, I love the film. Had you seen the film? I had not. I had not. I, I wanted to, but uh, I just, for the same reason, I didn't actually want to watch the the, the, the remake, the show, because it's like La Femme Nikita. I was mm. a big fan of that movie. Uh, right? yeah. And it's like, it's been done. You can't top it. All right. Even mm. like the Black Widow, I make allowances because it's like superhero-y stuff, but mm-hmm. it's, it's the story. I've seen it. Not impressed with the story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there, I was like, you know, I like the actors, big, big Kate Blanchett mm. fan, you know, Eric Bana solid, mm. um, Lady Bird, great. Right. But it's like, I've seen it. I've seen it. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then, uh, like, like, even though it's an endless stream, we ran out of shows to watch, <laughs> you know? So it's like, so it's <laughs> like, oh, this is being like really hyped on, on Amazon. It's, it was getting decent reviews. I don't, I don't know what, 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 but I was yeah. like, you know, let's give it a shot. Um, and I was like, this is this is this is great right because because you know like um like in music just just because somebody's played the blues before doesn't mean you can't make it your own right so it's like so it's like okay yes it's the um you know turning girls into assassins but it's a different it's a different note it's a different way to do it right and i'm and i was really feeling it from the start and the actor is amazing um esme i think is her, her her name Esme Creed Mills. Yeah. Um, she is twenty-two. She's Samantha Morton's kid. I don't know if you know Samantha Morton. She was the the precog in Minority Report that Tom Cruise was. Oh um, yeah. Okay. So, saving. 
I, I know, I know. Like I, I did Google her, and I, I think her family's pretty yeah. big on that side of the pond, but not not so big on yeah. this side. But uh, yeah, yeah, she's amazing. So like just that. Um, yeah. Now I, 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 we have we have four kids, uh, two, two, two girls, right? And it's like I watch mm. this, and it's like I just love depictions of strong women and girls, right? And and um, mm-hmm. and like the, the 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 dad character trying to you know, overcome that masculinity and be nurturing. It's like try to, how to be an ally. Like I see all these, you know, mm. parallels and it's like, wow, it's sad. All right. But also yeah. like, ah, it's like, why, why does the world have to be like that? Right. Then, then you see like the yeah. Marissa character who's amazing. Right. I think she's, yeah, she's an absolutely amazing uh, antagonist. Yeah. She's mm. amazing. Absolutely. Uh, phenomenal actor. Uh, she is in Joel, Joel Kinnaman. I, I can't pronounce her name. Mirella, Mirelli en- Enos and Enros. Another one. Yeah. Right. Right. I can't. I, I look up the names <laughs> and I'm like, what? They, no. they were in the, I can't even say Joel Kinnaman or whatever his name is. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I was like, I didn't realize that Joel Kinnaman was in it until I, I started watching. I binged it in the last week. Um, uh, I was so kind of happy to see him because he's had like, you remember Taylor Kitsch with like um, John Carter and Gam- um, like the second series of True Detective and Gambit? Like he was somebody who was just like he's getting big chances and they keep not landing. Mm. And like Kinnaman, like Suicide Squad, the first one didn't work for me. Um, that RoboCop remake wasn't great, but then I watched him in Altered Carbon and I really liked him. Oh, he's that's in the killing. him. He's in the know. killing. Oh, you're right. He's in the killing. Wait, yeah, and the killing. Morelli, Morelli, and <laughs> killing with her, and they're both brilliant in it. Yeah, and and um, uh, oh god, yeah, that is a name, Mirai, Mirai Enos. Anyway, um, uh, the guy really has something, and is a good performer, and it's just like he's kind of like on a like he's kind of like on a like Mads in between like Mads Mikkelsen and Dolph Lundgren kind of you know yeah. like he's, a, oh, yeah, he's got yeah. that scale but he's got this sort of Scandinavian fucking intensity yeah that, like um, you really do want to watch him he should be Magneto yeah I mean he's probably going to be in the in the MCU at some stage right at some point at some point right right yeah but so um, cuts you, yeah, go yeah ahead. you you liked it because it's 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 well I, re- I like I recommend it to everybody and nobody watches it it's like because I know it doesn't look appealing but it's like I'm telling you it's really freaking good I really liked it and like I said I I enjoyed the movie and like last night I stuck on the movie and like I just skipped through it because like I I was um oh god eight bad at math 16 20 like I'm probably 25 hours of watching Hannah this week in so putting on another movie was like not going but like I skipped through it and it's like part of what I liked about the the movie was how ambiguous so many things were like it's kind of implied or there's 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 not this sense that there's more than one child in the in the original film and there's this vague sense that like Hannah might actually be Zwiegler's daughter. Mm. You know, she has this real maternal vibe to it and that, that, that Heller stole the child that she's like, she's so kind of fascinated by Hannah when she actually shows up and she's impressed by everything she does. And, you know, she's talking to come on, sweetie. Like there's this, there's this kind of relationship between them, but it's really left vague. And it's also left vague as to whether or not this kid is like, they talk about in the series, they're crossbred with wolves. Mm. 
Um, so they they kind of start to they, you just have to with a series like that you have to just spell some shit out mm-hmm. you know we, we want to expand this a bit we got to spell some stuff out so once I kind of got over that and just accepted this was its own thing like I really enjoyed it and it did wander into some kind of Black Widow Red Room type stuff as it goes on a bit you know so you start to see as you say the parallels of these sort of stories you know sort of hitting some of the same notes but doing their own thing with it i suppose like that's okay in terms of like it's it's inspired by they're going to want to hit certain beats too as as in terms of like homages or whatever it may be you know it's not Mm. not necessarily a bad thing is what i'm trying to say yeah yeah i'm I'm, so i'm I'm curious about the movie so so the kate blanchett kate blanchett plays the the marissa Riegler Mm. character right she's amazing so i can i can imagine her being very likable like i was watching it again after watching after watching the series, it's it's funny to watch how much kind of broader feeling and it kind of has like a 70s vibe to it mm-hmm. in the way that it's sort of like it's it's kind of period, but not period Europe. That's sort of sort of like what time it, we've got mobile phones, but like that suit looks like it's uh, from the 80s. Anachronistic. Um, right? Yeah, my, that, check. that's it. One exactly. of my calendar words, I used it, checked it off. Done. <laughs> and the the look of the film has this. Like they try and do a bit of it in the in the series, but this sort of real shallow depth of field and stuff that's out of focus and like there's great action moments in it, but there are these beautiful moments of Hannah just like learning what the world is and seeing new things for the first time after being and Kinneman and or the T V Hannah and her father are in the in the woods, mm-hmm. but like Eric and the movie one they're like in the Arctic Circle. You know, and like it's just Saoirse Ronan's blonde as all hell, mm. big blue eyes out on snow with a bow and arrow. Like there's gorgeous shots in mm. it. Like it's a beautiful sort of aesthetic as well. So, I mean, I'd say if you if you finish season three of Hannah, it's worth throwing on the huh, film. Okay. It's different. It's got a it, it's got a like I didn't remember Kate Blanchett's hair being so like big American solid hairsprayed mm. thing, um. But you know she's doing an American accent. And it's very it's very broad American because mm. she's Blanche. It's Australian, isn't she? British um, or Australian? I can't remember. But like, I was, I was really glad for the excuse to watch this, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I love. The, uh, what, what do you guys think about this? It's like I love watching confidence, right, and excellence in in in, in that way, and I just love how I d- I never had a problem with Ray from Star Wars, right? Like that she just never loses. Like I don't, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with yeah. that, I, and I just loved when but, Hannah walks into the room. People are terrified. I freaking love that. All right, and by the third yeah. season, right, her and Marissa, it's like everyone's yeah. like, try, like you can't stop them, right? It's 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 pretty. Yeah. Like I like that as as a message, you know, for the world. I really dig that, and I and I really enjoyed because because we grew up on com. I you know like it's like when when this when the superhero comes in the room, it's like uh, that's that's. That's how yeah. I want to feel. That's how we all want to feel, right? So, so yeah. to have there's a like there's a like a, a, a natural instinctual reaction when a predator walks in, right? And like I think that's why I like Florence Pugh's uh, character in Black Widow more than I kind yes. of like, uh, yeah. and her development more than I like Scarlett Johansson's because I kind of when I see Florence Pugh come into the thing, I think like she's more formidable. She's like it's like oh god, like kind of. I don't know. Do you know? Does does that make sense to yeah. any of you guys? Mm-hmm. I think, Absolutely. I think like like when you see her fight, it's like it's oh, it's like it's grittier, it's tougher, it's harder, and all that kind of stuff. And I like that. I, I like the way that kind the, of she has that. Um, 
Like, There's kind of a thing where like Scarlet walks into a room and like is like serious and hard, and I'm a professional. And and Florence walks in, just slumps in. It's like I own this. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, exactly. She's just so much more relaxed. Yeah. Like I don't have to be threatening. This is my room. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's, 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 she's like Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop. He's like, why do you keep saying my full name? And it's just like because I want you to know I know it. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like oh. she she definitely um stole every scene she was in, and and it really yeah. is that. Yeah. But they're not overpowered. Right, you you yes, know yeah. there's um because of their it's it's all a shield, right? Because mm. to to draw analogies, right? They grew up they grew up in that tower, right? So it resonates with me, like mm. developing and mm-hmm. honing your skills in a tower, but you're an outsider, you're detached, you're not quite a part of it, and you almost don't want people to fear you, right? Because that just mm-hmm. makes you more of an outsider, mm-hmm. right? So so the Hannah mm-hmm. character, the whole series, it's like, like you know, it, it's just like there's a connection that was made with me, where it's just like. She doesn't want to be feared. She wants to be like everybody else, right? But, yeah. but she can't. But because she grew up in a tower, you know, in prison, mm-hmm. yeah. like she doesn't have these experiences, and she has to learn, right? But she knows people are afraid of her. She knows she can beat people up, but doesn't really help her. You know, mm-hmm. th- doesn't yeah. really do anything for what she's trying to get out of life, right? She's yeah. she wants yeah. a regular life. What, one of the things that really, um, oh, really, like every time I had a scene with her and this sort of content, I was so my heart was breaking for her with Sandy when they introduced this and like Kevin, I'm sorry, but spoilers, you had a week for God's sake. Um, <laughs> they 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 established this place where they're trying to prepare the girls for the world they're going to yeah. enter by creating these artificial social media and families so this teenage girl can go into her her bedroom that's kitted out to make it look like she grew up in oklahoma Mm -hmm. she can log on to her facebook messenger and talk to her dad and she's on there just talking to her parents about how much she misses her family it's like she's just buying into the cover that they've given her and she loves it it means so much to her that she has a brother in ohio she knows you know she knows it's an operative pretending the, these people yeah oh so it's, it's yeah. very much like uh that kind of vibe in um, black widow to be fair and i i know i keep on bringing back to black widow and I'll, I'll stop but it's just kind of like it's like it's like when florence p was just like you were family though you were the only family i had and it's just like it was yeah. all cover but my as well it was cover but it was uh, her family but but in this instance like it's one woman in another room answering everybody's chat <gasps> oh, you know wow. like there's there's it's all it's completely artificial but it's like therapy for this girl she's just mm. This is the only form of connection I have. And there was a weird moment where they decided to give her a Bible to 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 connect to her faith. And they just they just told her, you've had a faith growing up. And they handed this book. She goes, I don't remember. And he goes, it's there. Read the book. And it's like, this is a weird angle for this. I don't know if they intended to go more like righteous religious mm-hmm. path with her and kind of fade away from it. But it does suggest. Like, I was very anxious around where that was going to go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it was um, well done, right? They they dropped it, and then they mm. said, "Okay, mm. that's it. We're going to move on. Take yeah. what you want from it." But right. that they're they're saying like possibly mm. people who have that experience have the same struggle as mm. she has that Sandy has, right? She wants to, but she just doesn't know any better. She doesn't know, and she wants, yeah. but she's too fearful and all that stuff. And their people are telling her, I know what's good for you. I know what's good for you. And she doesn't know who to trust. Right. Mm. Been there. Uh, is there right? a season that, four? There, um, the, is there going to be? It, the, I, I looked it up. Season three wraps. It's, it's, it's one of those rare moments where a streamer okay. ends in a way that's like, okay, this could be the ending and I'm good with this. Okay. Right. Okay, but, fair, um, fair. but, uh, the, 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 the creators did say like, um, there's no more story to tell. Okay. But they have the, I think they would have the green light to do a fourth if they came up with a story. 
Okay, and was the show itself kind of positively received? Because I, I was like, it wasn't like one that I kind of like uh, when it came out that I really wanted to see. Because like, I, to be honest, it's like um, I didn't watch the movie, so obviously there was mm. something to do with the movie that didn't. I almost feel like the show was received better than the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That the Could movie been, I yeah. felt like um, hit and then was gone. But I, it's it's hard to say, mm. and it really probably is because it's you know the format. Like the, 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 the basic plot has been done and people are like, ah, I've heard the plot, but it's really, um, it's, it's, it is worth watching, but I do understand because I was there and I passed on it because it's like, I've heard the song, but I didn't, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I've heard someone else play the song. I expected it to sound the same, but it's, yeah. but it is, uh, it's, it's really well done. It's actually probably my favorite, um, even more than the Femme Nikita of all of these types of stories. Okay. 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 Interesting, yeah. Well, I, I definitely want to finish I, it. My uh, Emer was enjoying it, so we will finish it. And to be honest, one of the reasons why I didn't get through it all, or as much as I wanted to, is because Emer is very much like, you can't watch this without me. So, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> and I was good. told, yeah. I was told, yeah, that's I was told good. you can't watch this without me. So that's fantastic. Like, she goes on a good journey as well from this sort of desocialized, sort of kind of animalistic stare to you know, the, the confident young woman she is at the, at the end of it. Mm. Like, she becomes very. I don't know, rounded. I, is, is that a fair way to say Yeah, it? I agree, because I was just going to say that, where um, she accepts, like she comes comfortable with all the facets that make her. By the end mm. of it, she's like, yeah. you know, okay, I, I can destroy people, but I'm, I'm also yeah. all of these things, right? So she doesn't run yeah. away from what she is. She just finds a way to kind of unify that message, right? Mm. Yeah. It's 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 very good, and I really enjoyed Marissa's arc too, Zwiegler. Absolutely, right? Like yeah. because and she she does she doesn't get that in the film. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's a great thing where it's about like, it's you could see it coming, but it just works so well where it's like she was Hannah, right? Mm. She was like it's 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 a cycle that there mm. that that it takes the two women to break it. All right. So and it's really like there's these cycles that keep repeating itself of, of manipulation and abuse. And it's cool to be, a, you know, personified like we're going to break this together. All right. Uh, but, but, you know, she killed people. She's a she, she hurt people. So the, the, the mm. ending I felt like was, was appropriate. But she did her yeah, part yeah. to break the cycle. So I'm, I, 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 it worked really well. And the acting to me, the actors were all in and it worked really well. Yeah, and like the cast as well was, the cast was great. Like the the people that come and go in it, like like um, Dermot Rowley oh, yeah. and um, Le- Leota shows up at a certain yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I was afraid because when um, you know, you finished season one, Kevin. I know, but fire away. Oh, you oh, okay? I'm gonna spoil it. Yeah, fire away, fire away. Yeah. <laughs> um, when the dad dies, I'm like. Hmm. I, I don't know how season two is going to be. This like the, the guy was yeah. such a linchpin of this first season. How can you how can you make this work without this character, right? And yeah. and they make it work. Yeah. And it's like that yeah. that's amazing. That that just tells me the creator has a message. And you know I think it's a she, but it's just it's just going to be told, right? No matter yeah, I, no matter what. I kind of, I, I, I kind of figured he was going to die. So there's no, mm-hmm. you know spoiler there or such I, I, I'd imagine he would but yeah. um, I am enjoying it though yeah I, I'll stick with it I'll finish it yeah it, it's really cool I mean and, and it's um, 
I like how the um they're not like overpowered black widows running around, right? Mm. They're <clears throat> they're kids. Mm. They're they're, yeah. they're they're just kids and they have insecurities. They they're not like you know, Hannah is the way she is because she had that extra training in the woods, yeah. you know, and yeah. and but compared to the rest of them, it makes sense that they wouldn't be as powered as Hannah. Right. Yeah. I, I, uh, Brian, uh, sorry, uh, Kevin can probably um, going through it, kind of double check me on this, but like there is a there is a point where they they spend a lot of time with the camera kind of above Esme, like it makes her look that bit smaller. Like there's a couple of shots where she's walking around with Marissa, and you realize she's got about six eight inches on Marissa's height. Mm. You know, she's a taller girl, so we're spending all the time very intentionally kind of above her, making her look like the younger, the smaller girl. But as we get through into season three, that that camera eye line comes uh-huh. down a little lower and she's got more power in the frame as well as it oh, goes man. on. So like there's good stuff happening in this Yeah, show. yeah, and you give me chills because I noticed that, but I didn't notice it, right? Mm, yeah, Until you yeah, pointed yeah. it out. But you felt it. Yeah, because it, it stands her. out like, I didn't know she was that much taller than Marissa. And they hid yeah. it from you until yeah. she, she was ready to walk into that, you know, that place. But did a power balance mm. shift it? Kind of yeah, yeah. It, it's it's really it's really well done. It's one of those you know you're you're sad when it ends, right? It's like you've already connected yeah. all these characters and this team. And it's like, ugh, can't you just do more, right? But yeah, mm. but yeah. So I, I think I think I think um, you know my favorite comic books have arcs that end as well. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. preacher done. It's lovely when something closes neatly and. Um, like I said, that that Judge Dredd film with Carl Urban, we made one, we left it alone, we didn't fuck up four sequels that got progressively worse. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's a little self-contained gem. Yeah, and yeah, I, I'm, movie, yeah. I'm glad I watched. Yeah, it. I love yeah. I love one shots. You know, that kind of stuff. I love stuff with like a beginning, middle, and end. You know, and um, mm. sometimes when I read a book and it's like I, I love it, it's a great book. And um, recently I read, well, well, not recently, late last year. I read Murder Falcon and the creator of that book said, no, 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 there's, there's more, there's no more. And it's just, there's a bit of a relief in me, you know, mm-hmm. because I loved Hellboy and like, I have lost control of Hellboy. I have no, I've, I've lost my, my awareness of where that comic book isn't, isn't. And you know what I mean? Like it's, it's spawned and the, to, yeah, the universe that expanded yes, out of yeah, the, like, the core. I'm always, I'm always going to be, it's going to be on my headstone. Less is more. <laughs> yeah. so so for this podcast you guys do like maybe just being on for one week it's like man if i didn't watch this already i'd be stressed out trying to trying to get the time to watch this stuff like do you, do you guys feel that like every episode or is it like oh crap i gotta watch um it, it depends i think we're, we're fairly um like brian wants i think brian wants to be a little more freeform and just let shit happen i like having like something to focus on and generally what we're doing is you know there's the disney shows we'll just watch that or you know we'll agree we're going to see a movie and then everything else comes out of that this is the this is one of the first ones where i was like oh crap there's a lot of content here and we all agreed that like we weren't we're not going to plow through all of this we're not going to make work for Mm -hmm. it but i I made a point of it because I like I like Hannah and I just threw it on and yeah uh, I I got two way more of it. I do as we try to keep it achievable. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I do as I do as much as I can. And it's not like that. Uh, like I I work in the studio like four days a week, uh, anywhere yeah. from eight to ten hours a day. 
uh, I'm also doing like the admin stuff and doing designs. So like I fit it in when I can. Yeah. But uh, but but it's but it's like this. It, this is meant to be fun, you know. It's meant to be like I, at the end of the day, like if you if you don't have your your homework done, you're not going to get in trouble, you know. And uh, yeah, if, if we keep calling it homework, Brian's going to never. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's got a mental block on some of that yeah. terminology. It can't be work. <laughs> yeah. Are are you watching anything else at the moment, Koi? Oh, um, so so uh, I, I we watched. I finished uh, Why the Last Man, and Kevin informed me of like two episodes before I was finished that I, that I had gotten canceled. And I was like, oh, what the hell? Because I thought that was uh, really good just... too. Um, uh, I, I really enjoyed that. Um, wasn't perfect, right? It's one of those things like like yeah. like Spider Man No Way Home, or like plot wise, I'm not gonna analyze it too much because it connects with me in in ways that 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 I'm satisfied with. Yeah, so I'm not yeah, gonna analyze yeah. the plot too much. But um, I did enjoy it. Um, wasn't um, yeah, it, it was very good, and I would have liked a, another season. But um, hmm. but yeah, so we just wrapped that. So I don't I don't know what we're on. We're waiting for the Last Kingdom. Have you guys been watching that on Netflix? Uh, oh, I I, I I've seen the thumbnail. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I no, haven't no, watched no. it. I watched I watched the Kingdom on Netflix, and it's a, a ancient Korean imperial uh, yeah. show Zombie. with zombies, and it's phenomenal. Is it okay? Yeah, yes. no. the The Last Kingdom is also really freaking good. It's about um, okay. It's based on a series of novels, um, and uh, it, it goes back to like um, the Vikings and the Anglo-Saxon wars and in England and and all that stuff. I'm butchering mm. it, but uh, but yeah, it, no, it's 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 very, it's very interesting. It's very. Okay, it's, the Last Kingdom. Uh, I've not watched that, so I'd watch that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's um the yeah. first episode is like eh, but then afterwards it's. It really finds its its feet. Okay, cool. That's the that's the thing. If you can um, if you can get in and engage with the characters, there's you're going to get hooked on a show. You know, like the, there's so many shows you just missed. Like I I think Yellowstone was three seasons in or something before I knew it existed. Mm. I still haven't watched an episode of it. That's there's there's so great. much stuff out and there. It's kind of Wild Westy and stuff. I can't wait to watch. And it's this. right yeah, up I your alley. Wait. And they're making a spin-off series set in the past that's going to be completely Wild <gasps> oh, Westy. Brilliant. Excellent. See, I'm I'm talking up Kev's alley yeah, here. Yeah. Um, I I also finished um, the new season of Letter Kenny. That was six episodes. Is that of good? Silly. Is that good? It looks it, funny. Have you ever watched any of it? I've seen trailers for it, and it's just—it's just a such a weird um, juxtaposition of it's, elements. It just hurts my brain. It's—it's it's like a combination or a comparison is kind of like Trailer Park Boys. Like if Trailer Park Boys is like weird um, camp van site, like lunacy, and like Corner Gas is like really nice sitcom stuff. Like these are mm. two Canadian extremes. Yeah. Letter Kenny's somewhere in the middle. Like, and a lot of the humor is like on repetition and the rhythm of the conversations. And if you watch a lot of it back to back, you're like, I don't know, not a lot is happening and they're just saying the same words over and over again. But if you if you watch if you break it up over a period yeah. of time, if you were watching an episode a week, you'd I, I, I really Okay, enjoy yeah, it. yeah. All right. Th- that's the sense I get out of it. It's like I I feel yeah. like I can get this in doses, but it's it'd be a lot yeah. of the same. So yeah, so so I'm figuring you guys uh for some reason, it's like uh, why the last man. I'm always getting Heather to watch shows that get canceled, and I didn't know they get canceled, right? Oh, that's <laughs> so, the worst yeah. so it's like, uh, oh, the teenage bounty hunters. You ever watched on Netflix? Yeah, I was Freaking enjoying amazing. that. It was so good. That got pandemic canceled, that's though. True. That's the fucking problem mm, there. That's true. Terriers. Oh. If terriers have, was have good. Have you ever seen terriers? No. 
It's so good. It's on Star, as far as I know, on Disney Plus. Mm. Uh, Brian got me onto it years ago, and it's it's mm. it's probably one of the best TV series I've watched. And it's one season, and it's just uh. like oh, oh, it's so good. Basically, yeah, I, I really recommend it. It's a good balance of like say comedy, drama, uh, you know. I don't know, kind of high stakes. It's it's like it's like neo noir yeah. type of stuff, you know. Like it, it it's modern day, but like mm. he's a he's a he's a detective as much as you can be a detective in early two thousands LA, you know. Yeah. And, and they're like they're like chasing down spouses and or cheating spouses, and you know it it escalates. It's it's, it's cool. It's just yeah yeah. It's very very. They good. Um, he's a disgraced ex cop turned private detective alcoholic, yeah. and his partner is a reformed uh, burglar. So it's very very good. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's Donald Logue, um, is the lead in that. Oh, okay. Who went on to Gotham? Like he's great. Yeah. Uh, but like it kind of they put a lot of um, blame on the marketing company that just had a big picture of a dog and the word terriers and no one knew what the hell the show was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not very uh, marketing wise. It's not very um, informative. But yeah, like mm. I feel like this conversation mm. is like the TSA is about to like kill this timeline because all these shows have gotten cancelled, right? So it's like we're telling <laughs> yeah, people yeah. to watch shows that they're not going to watch because it's been cancelled. I know. Like Crazy Head, uh, right? I really enjoyed Crazy Head. That's uh, one of them Channel 4 things. Um, I think I it's know. an older one. one. It's a, a Demon Slayer, yeah. Buffy style. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. Yeah. God, there used to be one. There used to be one. Uh, Reaper. No, no. Uh, oh, the best one ever. Uh, the best one of all those type of like, comedy stuff like Reaper and things. Uh I think it's called Eric and the Book of Pure Evil. Yeah, it's I remember a, you it's talking a Canadian about that. One. It's it's so much fun. There's basically evil book. I think I, I can't remember. Basically, let loose in the on the on the high school, and all the kids together kind of get their get their dreams come true. And it's and it's people work. It's these group of kids trying to stop all this awful, terrible magic stuff happening. It's 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 very adult, but it's hilarious. Huh, it's okay. a live action. It's excellent. Eric and the Book of Pure Evil. Well, the the other one, the last one, because we're we're coming up on two hours. I, the last one I'm going to talk about or just drop is um, the Expanse. Just finished it's season six, so that's beginning, middle, and ended as far as it's concerned. Is that good? If you're interested in is like, that good? it takes a couple of episodes to what, learn who all the characters are. Is that the one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's excellent. I think it's, I think it's an excellent like. By the time they establish the civilization on Earth, the civilization on Mars, the civilization in the um, asteroid belt, and their sort of like it's it's a sort of it's a it's a expansion on the concept of colonization. You know, like like Europeans went to America, humans went to Mars. Yeah, yeah. Now the Martians want nothing to do with the taxes that they're having to pay to Earth. The people that are doing all the work, bringing in resources from the belt, are again a lesser people. Again, they're just workers, and it's the sort of civil war that's going on amongst them. Huh. And then, an 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 alien element gets introduced. I think it's great. It takes a little bit to get into the first couple of episodes to learn who the people one, are. I was like, this is yeah. so um, like two dimensional, one dimensional. But I know, like, yeah. it's really hard to roll into a. It, so but yeah, I'll, I'll give it a, yeah, yeah. There's so much information like, to communicate. Yeah, and there, there's some sci-fi tropes that you want. You want your hero on their ship, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And I know that's a silly broad stroke thing, but I think it's like episode three or four. By the time our, our James Holden and Naomi Nagata and the people that you meet um, at the start end up having to escape from a Martian warship, and they do it on this little like battleship, this little like 
micro attack boat mm, okay. called the Rosinante, and that's their ship for the next six okay, seasons. Awesome. And it's okay. like we have our crew, we have our ship. Got it. You know, they're okay. they're struggling to learn to fly this like Martian army warship. You know, Alex is like a freighter pilot who's now trying to, have to figure out how to fly a warship effectively in space combat. Yeah, like, yeah. okay, so that sounds um, good. Uh, I would say the Salisbury poisoning. True, true. Uh, it's a true story on FX. I watched it. It's only three episodes. I think forty-five minutes an episode. Uh, it happened a couple of years ago in the UK. Um, I think the less you know about it, the better. Uh, I know what that yeah, is. It's pretty yeah, shocking stuff. It. It's a true story. Yeah. It's, uh, it's it's a dramatization of it. I can't say that word. Dramatization yeah. of it. It's a true story. The acting. It's, it's an assassination attempt. Essentially, it? yeah. But you gotta watch yeah, it. Okay. Uh, it's okay. very very good. Only three episodes. It's on Netflix. It's enjoyable. Koi, uh, what 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 have you got? What what have you got lined up? Uh, plug your plug your mentoring. Plug your oh boy. Plug everything. Um, do what you gotta do. Thank, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a great conversation. I really enjoyed all the time uh, and creativity uh, and hearing your, your take on stuff. Oh, uh, no, no. It was a real pleasure. A real pleasure to be a part of this. I mean, I, I, like I said, I enjoy listening to you guys and uh, just being able to actually join the conversation. It's been uh, really, really great. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, in terms of... Plug, plug away. Uh, let's see. Um, Do it. Let's see. We got. Uh, I got. Uh, I got my hands in everything. Um, I got the duo with that milestone thing with Greg Pak in DC. We talked about. Um, it's like it's it's five books in, right? And then so it's oh, wow. it's ready to roll. We're working on book six, so it's just finding that window. I, I don't know the the business side of things, but I imagine pandemic and this and that really mm-hmm. affects it. Um, doing a bunch of covers for for Marvel, so uh, like uh, the the. The Crimson Rain run now that's going on. I'm mm-hmm. doing a bunch of the variants for that. Awesome. Um, what else am I doing? Oh, um, so in terms of like finding projects that are aligned with my goals, right? So mm-hmm. um, Heather and I did this thing that Kevin knows about. It's called um, somebody approached us to sort of um, talk about this hidden figure in our area. His name was uh, uh, Dr. Francis Erdman Boston. He was um, African-American who served in World War One and came back. He... Um, did a ton of amazing things. He founded the hospital here in my area, or he 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 formed an emergency medical corps with the ambulances and stuff. He 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 um he won a presidential citation for helping the disabled with Pearl Buck. All right, like this, and he's forgotten. Like all there is is just right. a, a, like um the nurse he worked with, which we're convinced was his his um you know common law wife, uh, but she was white, so they couldn't do anything back then. But she she had a monument erected, and they, there was a movement to get you know have him honored, and completely ghosted nothing, nothing, nothing. So this foundation approached us and said, "Hey, can you help raise awareness?" So we're like, "Yeah." Um, I said no, but Heather was like, "No, we're gonna make time for this." So, so she wrote she wrote a story which was really great. Um, like, like she introduced these characters um, again, uh, you know, a bunch of girls and and, and diverse characters. We have a, a Cambodian boy, and we have. Um, you know, d- different characters. Um, mm. We're sort of like represent the world we want to live in without being preachy, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, it's sure. just there, right? They just, yeah. they just happen to be whatever. Right? Mm. So, so, um, mm. so it's called Doc Boston Adventures, and uh, so we've been pushing that around, and and it's really cool because uh, because it connects on such a like um, like like an awareness level where it's like, how do we not know this, right? We're getting, we've been to Washington, we've met with Congress people and senators in Washington. Uh, Washington D.C. We have um, a lot of traction in our state. So through these efforts, uh, George Whitehair, who is the one who started the Legacy Foundation, he he was able to get the road in the town renamed. 
So it's it was Broad Street, and the road is getting it renamed the Doc Boston Memorial Highway, right? He's got the hospital to agree to rename their lobby to like the Boston lobby. He's got the the medical corps, you know, interested in joining, and it's like like this guy is forgotten, and he's he's done. He fought in this in the World War. He 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 was a doctor battling Spanish flu in France, right? So the guy's a freaking hero. Yeah. You can't make this stuff yeah. up. Like a black dude back in that time doing all doing these so things, much. right? To 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 change the world he's in, and nobody knows about him. So mm-hmm. what we thought was mm-hmm. like local heroes, like this guy has just done so many things to help everybody. So 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 that message is easy to connect because everybody wants to help. So so we've been very uh, busy with promoting that project. So it's, and when's, it's, when any sign of that being released yet? Oh well, there's um there's a website. It's uh, docbostonadventures.com. Okay. I believe so where you can buy the awesome. pre pre order the book, but with the pandemic, okay. like shipping's been delayed, you know, it's been for, yes, yeah. we were supposed to get like months ago. But um yeah, we're gonna do a, a bunch of stuff with that and um it's it's been a lot of fun um just connecting with people in this way, right? Because you, you get out there and people wanna help. People wanna people wanna know what they can do to make our world a better place. So yes, it's yeah. it's been fun um being a part of all of that. So that's that's it's it's a nice project we're working on and um you know, Colin Powell had agreed to read it, but he passed. So, so we're getting a lot of attention on it. So it's you know, it's, that was the whole idea: raise awareness, and then and it's like everybody look look in your backyard. You probably have a Frank Boston buried literally there. You know mm. that, that you probably should bring to light. And this whole like we're not yeah. right. So so we, we see these things where we're like we're putting characters in like rewriting history and putting characters in like a big, big, you know, kerfuffle. I've never used that word, but you know, some big ado about, oh my gosh, but you know what? Maybe they were there. They just got erased. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so if we did a story yeah. where it's like, I'm going to do world war one story and have a black doctor, be like, that's just, that's so that's, that, that wasn't, that didn't happen. You're just making you're, 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 you're furthering mm. your agenda. All right. But like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. Yeah. It actually happened. It, it just got scrubbed. Yeah. It, it's there. Right, yeah, I'm sure, and there's, I'm, there's been, I'm sure, well, whitewashing, isn't it? That's what they call it. But Absolutely, I'm sure a lot that was scrubbed. Right, lot, and so, so it's one of those things. But, but again, we, we, we try to do it in a way where it's like, um, uh, <laughs> you watch Shit's Creek on Netflix. Yes, right, mm-hmm. and, and I love their their the way they do it, where it's just like they're just showing you what a world would be like if they could have it their way. They're not preaching yeah. it. They're not telling people shame, shame, shame. It's like this is how it is. Mm. Whatever. Mm. All right. Mm. So yeah. that's how we try to do it too. We're not like yeah. we need everybody to make this 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 the spinning rock work, right? So so we yeah. need everybody on board. So we so we have to do it in a way where it's like this this is how it would look like. All right. It's it's, it's fine. It's mm. fine. Mm. Nothing yeah. to be afraid of. All right. And then oh, yeah, of course. So we have all kinds of messages in there, and it's it's been a lot of fun to work on. So. So I talk about that the most because it's the most aligned with 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 what I'm trying to do artistically, yeah, right? Yeah, fair, fair. Yeah, well, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to. I'm sure I'll, I'll get my copy of it. Yeah, I can't wait to see. Yeah, it. yeah I've seen I've seen some pages. You've showed me some pages and stuff, and uh, it's great. And uh, are you coloring that? Who's coloring that? Book? So so um yeah, I, I did the whole thing. I, I colored it and everything. Yeah. So it was, colors um, are I, I got, the colors are beautiful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's one yeah, of those the um, choices are great. Yeah. And it's really good because, because ironically, it's actually the first book that I've actually sort of the, the co-written with Heather, mm. but she wrote most of it. But like, like that, that I, I did myself, right? So after yeah. years of like doing this stuff, like I'd never actually done a book myself, mm. right? So like Heather and I are one. So mm. we were essentially, I take, you know, we take credit for what we, we both did, yeah, but, yeah, right? Right. Yeah, but it is course. one of those yeah. where it's like, this is um, the most that I've done. 
um, on my own. So it's, it's kind of weird that it's this project that made that happen, right? Yeah, well, so it, it was it, a calling, as they say. You know? Yeah, and it really is. And, and so, so, um, so it's with the mentoring stuff and the coaching, it really is this idea of that experience where it's like you can't, the best way to learn how to do something is to do it. All right, so, so the old me would have spent weeks and months practicing coloring. All right, but mm. this me was like, you know, I'm just going to color it and just figure it out as I go. All right, and just mm. and and that's and that and that's the process. That's that's the best way to learn how to do something is to do that thing. Right, I mean that's that's yeah. that's what I learned from that. But um, yeah, really busy. Got conventions coming up. Um, knock on wood that the the stuff does happen still. You know, fully vaccinated and mask yeah. and all that. So, but um, so I got the Big Apple Con. We got. Uh, just agreed to India, Indiana Comic Con, Tampa Comic Con, Atlanta. I, I don't know the official names, but yeah, yeah. So um, it really is this whole, you know, like why, like why do I do what I do? It really is to connect people, right? And just sort of like, I don't know. There's no purpose. It's just to connect and just help people yeah, have using, a have a better life. Art, I don't know. Yeah, like, just using your art to bring people together. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Right. Uh, whatever way that is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's been fun. It's kind of like kind of having an idea but then just you know wherever it takes me is wherever it takes me but the idea is i want to you know more connections and, and just helping people understand that you you need to make these connections too right to make these connections all right and uh and then you never know you never know some people are like, oh i know this person i know that person it's like wow did not why i'm here but that's great that it works that way right absolutely do you guys do conventions Tattoo conventions, but I'm nah. not doing them anymore. Not, not, for, not for the nah. foreseeable, like for the next year or so. Uh, nothing to do with COVID. Um, it's just I yeah. have other priorities. Yeah. Well, there's a there's a there's a couple of small like um like uh what would you even describe? There's Dublin Comic Arts Fair, which is like a, a tiny sort of like bi monthly like event for like um independent people. I'm looking at that as like I think the endless stream should definitely pick up a table and oh, I've never heard of that. We take some of the art we've done like we've done a lot of art between the three of us for this podcast make some prints go and meet some people do some sketches at the table like I, I think that's a good way to spread the word about the podcast do some art with people meet some people doing art as well like that's already in my like mm. scheming for 2022 like yesterday the government announced that basically all of the covid restrictions are lifting in ireland as of 6 a.m this morning yeah. oh, basically, oh like God. they just said yesterday it says tomorrow all back to normal if you want to leave the country or if you have it you should isolate or have a COVID cert but everything else is just open Ma and we're, we're, and we're all mask, kind of in shock wear your mask until the end of February but yeah this was like not expected but yeah but, but even then it's like it's not mandatory in social settings it's not mandatory in restaurants it's like it's it's advised to wear masks it's just weird they just turned on a dime and went we're lifting it all I was like oh mm -hmm. okay back to full capacity on public transport Concerts. urging people to go back to work in a yeah. phase but it's it's really mad hmm. Hmm. i think we i think we had a wave of um it was a massive spike in december of people getting the omicron mm -hmm. thing and i think we got the other side of it and they kind of looked at the numbers and went you know what people aren't dying and people aren't being hospitalized with whatever strain this is i think we're good and and and, and but it surprised everybody we, we only kind of go we only have what we think we know Right, we don't we don't know, mm. and I don't even know the people who know think know what they know, right? But, but um, in terms of information we have, uh, 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 there is a balance that needs to be struck, and and as like I guess more progressive minded folks, um, you want to help everybody, right? But if at some point, you know, if if you're getting vaccinated and you're putting the mask on and the other person doesn't, 
can't, can't help them. And, and they they got they got to fail, it, yeah. and they got to fail yeah. on their own, and they got to figure. And out hopefully, also, the failure isn't that catastrophic for them, because we we are now able to do yeah. what we can to help us. Also, we can't let mm. those people hold us back either, because then it's just like then all that all that the mask, the sanitizing, the vaccines, all that kind of stuff has been pointless you know so you just uh, you just have to believe in greater good herd immunity and all mm-hmm. that jazz and uh, absolutely you know. right and it's like um and still just be careful and considerate start swapping start like you know you know order order a couple of cocktails you know sip, sip from each other's glasses try try each other's burgers you know yeah dip, double dip it double dip in the old garlic mayo you know exactly. we're, back to, we're back to sharing exactly at what point did these stop being euphemisms <laughs>